<laughs> well, that's because I watch it memento style, so I started to oh. play an event. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's a good reference. That's all right. I think. All the votes in? Yep. All right, cool. Except for and welcome to Three Way Theater. Oh, Three Way Theater presents Best in Show. Star Classic. Uh, match of the Night. There you go. Okay. I'm Here we got there. I'm Lumberjake. And I'm JC. And our special guest for today is. Oh, I do this myself? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Kellen. Ryan oh, hey. <laughs> Thomas. That's all I get. K-E-L-L-A-N. Yes, for those of you wondering. I get it. I, I get it wrong all the Are time. Are you disclaimering right now? Today at Panera, it was I-N. <laughs> Kellen. Kellen. Just, I, whatever. I'm, I'm, I've I'm, stopped correcting people in eighth grade. Dis- agree to disagree. You correct me nonstop. Kellen. Except for, lumber- <laughs> except for Lumberjake. <laughs> well, welcome, Kellen. I'm glad to be here. Finally, officially... Yeah, instead of just bursting in in the middle of yeah. the podcast, it's weird having you on here without a fucking door open. Yeah, yeah and getting sliced off. Yeah, 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 no shit, right? Yeah, a lot of Kellen's are still there. Oh, jeez, yeah, that's from the trial. Oh, it says E L L A. Yeah, no, no, K E L L. Right, right. So, what do we do here, Lumberjake? Oh, well, what we do here is we all write down. A secret ballot. We watch these shows separately, and well, then that's the first part of it. We watch the shows. Yes, we, 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 we watch the we shows. S- we select a random show from the history of pro wrestling yeah. that Lumberjake has and curated. A person will choose a show. It's no one in particular. It's you. Pick. You have picked all of the shows. You have randomly. You will not you let any of us choose any shows. And it, told me although for once, you could choose from. For once, I don't have a bone. I to think pick actually that's the first message we've ever sent to me. I don't yeah. think we've ever corresponded online other than you sending me that list. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Okay. I didn't even write a message with it. I just sent the list and yep. hope you picked up on it. Yep, I knew where you. I picked <laughs> up what you were putting down. Yeah. So let's take a second to level set here. That's the show. We watch a show. We watched the show. Rewatch. We rewatched the we show. We all watched it originally. Yeah, we had to have watched it. Not yeah. always. Not, not always. always. It's not always happening. For WrestleMania X7. I'm think. talking about tonight. Well, spoiler alert, it's WrestleMania X7. <laughs> oh, we weren't dropping that yet. <laughs> we were going to do like, the bit. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, something that <laughs> I want to do a goddamn show. Okay, you know what? Let's level set even more so. Disclaimer everybody's a little drunk. <laughs> a little. Uh, yeah. Some more than others. Listen, listen. Some currently still it drinking. Is, it is March 17th. March anniversary. You know that date. March anniversary comes, but once a year. It's not every day that March anniversary, St. Patrick's Day, and Rusev Day all fall on the same day. But here it's we true. are. It's true. Um, so <laughs> we we watch these shows. It's gonna uh, be an informal. Why did you let informal? him do this? Why did you give this <laughs> to him? It's his thing. Yeah, this is my thing, JC. I okay. figured he'd like you know be so on Butch top of Miller it. was born in New Zealand. <laughs> um, so. We're gonna. Th- if we're, people know how this fucking works, <laughs> Mike Pava 
there's something I want to talk to you about. Oh, Jesus. oh no, already? How does this get You keep you? giving us dirty looks every time we say WrestleMania X7. Yeah, why do you What's have a your pro- issue with that? Because yep. you didn't say WrestleMania X7. You said WrestleMania X7. Yeah, yeah, you both did to me. No, say. No, you yeah, both, no. They said WrestleMania. What do you think about WrestleMania Act Seven? Wait, first uh, of all, calm down. Yes. That's you both said it to Listen, me. Listen, take your fucking spangly vest off if you're gonna fucking talk to me. First of all, spangly, uh, like star spangled, <laughs> the star spangled banner, but yes. you're, you're spangled, spangly. Um. First of all, just to warn you, folks, this is gonna be a long one. Well, I, that's all of the best in shows, but. I don't remember the last drunk cast. I don't remember how angry Mikey got on that. It was show. Uh, ready to rumble. All right, yeah, but was he as angry as he is right Why now? You were attacking us for because saying WrestleMania X Seven. X Seven. That's not what you said though. Yes, so X you know, Smash Seven. You know, WrestleMania X Seven. Now, do you think it should be called WrestleMania Seventeen? I mean, no. Listen, it's two thousand and one. Well, here's it the, was the big thing. The era. When, it was like everything was extreme. When it went down in 2001, I was pretty furious about it. I was too. Because it was WrestleMania 2000. Right. Yeah. Like, fuck you. No. And, yeah. And now they don't even number WrestleManias. Now no. it's just WrestleMania. Just WrestleMania. And no, they do. They still no, say nope. 31. They, they don't promote the it as they don't it's have WrestleMania. It it's not on the sign. So that really sucks for me well, because yeah, I never know what WrestleMania play sign. WrestleMania star. That doesn't help when you start making symbols for these events and you yeah. keep it up. I remember WrestleMania 15 though. Me and my friend called it WrestleMania fish because when you put the X and the V on top, <laughs> it looked like the Jesus fish. All right. So that one already had you know. WrestleMania X7. What? Where, where were you Possib- guys? Possibly one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. I would say go beyond that, one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. All right. I would, uh, yeah, this was a pinnacle of the whole era. So I have, I have a, th- I have a thing, and I don't know if I should wait until the end of the podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. Let's save things for the end of the podcast. Well, I just keep them waiting. Because I don't, Big market tease, kids. <sighs> because I don't. I mean, I, I have something that I want to say. I've been waiting to say it since we got together earlier tonight. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. Fucking Lemmy looks like Tommy Wiseau in the fucking show. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna fucking just throw it out there. What was with the angle on that microphone? I, d- I don't know. I don't that. Does it help his throat for the voice? Gonna, okay, here's here's Lemmy. Okay, here's Lemmy from Motorhead. And now this is great radio. Here's Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> These are the same men. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can just Google the images. We'll, we'll put them up on threewaytheater.com and on Facebook and Twitter. And with that being said, I think they knew the lyrics about roughly the same. I have that here in my notes. Uh, where, is it? where am I, Triple H? Uh, live Motorhead with botched lyrics. <laughs> Listen, this the guy's botched. only recorded it one yes. time. Thank like, you. He doesn't perform it. For fuck's yeah, sake. He, he did all right. Oh, no, I respect that. He should have just came out to Ace of Spades, and then everything would have been cool. I would have loved He still would have had problems with So, it. I mean, now that we finally, finally called our shots on Lemmy, <laughs> you know, yeah, right out the coming. He had it coming. I got to admit. He did. He did. You're right. I mean, if there's one thing you have to mention, it's that. I'm going to put this out there for you guys. Throw it out there, I don't JC. want it to... Like, for me, it shaded the entire way I watched the pay-per-view, but it just... In the back of my mind, this, for me, is the the series finale of wrestling. For my peak fandom, for my obsession with pro wrestling, if there was ever like an end of pro wrestling, this was it. This was the series finale of the WWF of... 
everything that came before. So you're saying after this, you kind of fell off? Actually, I, not only did it just fall, for me, yes, I definitely fell off after it, but even beyond that, like when I look back on this show, everything changed with the company after this point. And so while symbolically, you know, becoming the WWE changed on surface level nothing. Get the F out, guys. <laughs> Well, remember when before they were WWE, they were WWFE, right? Officially, right? Um, I actually wrote down the. This is the end of the Attitude Era. It is absolutely, and, right. I, and it's I think it's the, the perfect cap. Yeah, well, it, it coincides with the death of WCW. I mean, yeah, yeah that's it. So. That was why. where the whole landscape of what was going on at the time changed. When the competition fails, you Vince McMahon. Just beat himself off via storyline with this whole WCW thing. He took whatever he wanted from ECW. He bought WCW. And that's why, for me, it's not just the end of the WWF. When I say a series finale, I feel it's the entire way I watched wrestling up until that point. So it's more of a season finale. No, it is a series. series. He's saying, like... For me, wrestling has never been the same since this pay-per-view. And And watching this show... They have so many things closed. Yes. Like, a lot of... And I think that's more so because WrestleManias now don't have blow-offs. It makes it tougher to They're really They're building say, up until next year's WrestleMania. Right. It's, the, it's, it's well, special guest yeah. stars. So, here, like, this is a... I have it, you know, throughout my notes and stuff like that. One of the things I thought about throughout this is this wasn't a WrestleMania of matches. This was a WrestleMania of moments. And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was just one moment after another, after s- another, after another. I slightly disagree with that, only because they're, the their matches here are still matches that culminate with the stories. So while there are moments in those matches, there's some goddamn matches on this show. Oh, there definitely are, but the matches that you're talking about are the ones that are telling that story. Yes. It wasn't, you know, from a classical technical standpoint is what, yeah. I, mean, was, is what I mean. So, I mean, for me, all I'm saying is that when I watch this show, especially again after so long, it just brought it all back to me, all the memories I had about, like, wow, this is it. Like so, instead of uh, as the opening package says, it being a celebration of life. To JC, this was a celebration of death. Yes, this is a yeah. big ending. Kind wow. of like so that it just completely reshaped the way I watched the right. show. And, and I also want to put a caveat in there where I also have to look back on it. And this is the time where I transitioned from just a fan to I started getting at breaking into in. a worker. Right. So that changed your entire. Perspective. So it changed my yeah. perspective exactly. So I learned a lot and and saw a lot, and so. This kind of, you know, it didn't initiate it, but it was definitely a, a, a jumping off point. This is, uh, by the way, this is April 1st, 2001. To put things into perspective, the number one song in the country was Butterfly by Crazy Town. Come, come, come my lady. lady come. You're, you're my butterfly. Sugar, Sugar baby. baby. And the number one movie in the country was Spy Kids. <laughs> what? Yes. What a time to be alive. Spy Kids, baby. <laughs> number one movie in the country. Never saw it. But a few go. But I saw it. Um... So I actually watched the Sunday Night Heat building up to this. Of course you did. They uh, they showed WWF New York where Classy Freddy Blassie, the Iron Sheik, and uh, Captain Lou Albano were there along. Wait, oh, how is that possible? Snooker was also there. We, oh, oh, I was going to say, we could revisit uh, WWF New York later Wait, on if you, you want to. Iron they showed Sheik Jimmy Snooker looking like he's about to dive off oh, excuse a balcony me, for it's, some uh, reason. It was Blassie. Afa and Captain Lou. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say, what a fucking yeah. transport. Yeah, I just uh, I mixed up my lines there. It was because um, they all chose their picks for the gimmick battle royal. Freddie Blassie chose the Iron Sheik. Afa chose Kamala, and Captain Lou picked Hillbilly Jim. All right. And X Factor defeated Steve Blackman and uh, Grandmaster Sexay in the one and only match on Sunday Night Heat. JC, how long do you think that match was? <laughs> 
Oh, uh, oh, oh. Neg- uh, negative minutes because on, I did not on. watch it. I have it here in my I notes. Didn't, uh, two minutes and 46 wow. seconds. That is correct, Kellen. Um, because I didn't watch the match in 2001, <laughs> and I did not watch the match now. <laughs> um, to be fair, neither did I. I actually went to the oh, in New York. Oh, we pizza? Oh. Do we have I actually... Uh, I actually went to WWE New York. Oh Jesus! I don't, oh Jesus! I don't. I don't remember if it was the world yet or if it was still WWF New York at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Ooh, pizza and stuff. Pizza and stuff. Hey, what's what kind of stuff? Do you want to be on a podcast? Thanks. Um, anyways. Whatever. Who cares what I was just talking about? You were into WWE. Yeah, I was just going to say I've been. Has anybody else been? Yes. No. Louis Battello and I <gasps> oh. for his birthday. Did you go into WWF New York? Or yes. Was it the world? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. It was uh, two months before 9/11. Oh. Have a good one. Have a good night. Thanks for the pizza and stuff. Um. <laughs> okay. Here we go. And stuff. Um, yeah, it was two months before 9-11. It was Rubitello's birthday. We decided we wanted to go to WWF New York. Uh, he drove us into New York for the first time ever, and that was an experience. We drove right over the George Washington Bridge and just completely... the water? Yes. Yep. And then we died. Uh, How are the prices? Uh, exorbitant. Yeah, crazy, crazy amounts. Like, Stop talking when it's not into a microphone. Have like you ever gone up. to the Cheesecake Factory? No. Okay, well, the Cheesecake Factory is... Incredibly overinflated prices, and it's actually the menu is food. huge. Uh, Way too New big. York was double the prices, Cheesecake even factory. worse tasting. Cut your menu for like a fucking cheeseburger that yeah. had like a gimmick name. Did it have fun names though? Yes. Yeah. Oh no, it was it was so cool, and I, we kept on looking around. We're like, oh, is there gonna be a wrestler here? No, we went on a fucking like Wednesday. There was no <laughs> like one time after a show, me, Mikey, and uh, AG, <clears throat> we went out to Hooters, and AG's like, I wonder if we're gonna see a wrestler because WWE was in town. Mm-hmm. And then you saw Finley. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you said you couldn't remember if it was the world I or if it was... I, I wanna, so this was... When I went, it was before Survivor Series 2002. No, that so it might have been, been the, world the world at this point. That was already the world. And didn't we talk on the podcast before about the guy that, like, siphoned all the money out of WWF New York? They lost a million dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> for every month it was, it was the most existence. expensive property on Times Square, right? Yes. And it wasn't only a restaurant, it was also a club. A nightclub. Yes. I wish, uh, I mean, at the time we just did lunch because we were just like, it took so much for us to get to New York. I would have loved to have hung out to go to like the nightclub part of it. That would have been really fun. Would it have? Would it have been fun? Mike, I, I'm, I, just go get a plate. Instead of putting the fucking pizza on my goddamn table, <laughs> here in the listen, like <laughs> fuck, we're here in the TWTSTD, I mean, and you just can't <laughs> even just like <laughs> just would've, smears. Would have been fine pizza. if you had to mention it. I would have cleaned it up. No, just <laughs> we'll just use a fucking plate. <laughs> you disgust me. We're in Houston, Texas at the Reliant Astro. Thank you, Lumberjack. In front of 67,925 people. Spoiler alert. They forgot the ranch, though. This would be the largest venue WWE had, like the most people WWE had been in front of since WrestleMania 3. And um, I have to say, com- compared to the fact that they just do stadiums now for WrestleMania... The way this building was mic'd was awesome. You could hear the crowd for the entire show. I feel like on some of the more recent manias, you can't you can't hear the crowd. God damn it, people. Go get some fucking plates. I'm used to coast like a gentleman. <laughs> 
with a coaster with cough drops on it with his pizza on top of the cough drops. Jesus. Minty good. Christ. So, um, this is the first pay-per-view that Paul Heyman and Jim Ross ever did commentary oh on. Oh, my God. It's so good. I, I love, love them it. together. Yes. Honestly, it made me miss them. This is the most like, excited I've been with my pants on. <laughs> my clothes on, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, if this was, if this, if the death of the, of ECW meant having Paul Heyman on WWE commentary, I'm okay it's with worth it. It. It, was it was serendipity worth it. to lose Jerry Lawler at the time that we did to get. Man, right? Like, it was... Like, the cat gets fired. Jerry Lawler goes with her. They get, like, divorced, like, the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like... Pretty much. Two days later, he's back. Wait, Jerry Lawler had an unstable relationship? It's I don't shocking. believe it. It's almost as if dating two decades out of your age range would backfire. Weird. Um, and man. But Polly was great. I, I also love in... Uh, Jim and Andy on Netflix. You can see the uh, the cat hanging out with Jerry Lawler. Oh, really? In, uh, I haven't seen it yet. So you no haven't spoiler. seen Jim and Andy, no. really? I've been kind of waiting because I wanted to do it like on the podcast. Oh, me and my girlfriend. I know you guys did. That's uh, why. My girlfriend also hates. Uh, I'll brag. <laughs> my girlfriend hates Jim Carrey now. After watching because that. of that, yeah. James Carrey. <laughs> I said Jim Carrey. No, you did. Yeah, I sure fucking did. I can't okay, wait so to be listening back, and you guys so sound like idiots. Telling, both oh, just like I misheard both you guys say the same thing earlier too. So wait, fuck wait, you, WrestleMania Axe Seven. <laughs> like who? Come on. Axe body spray. You know my friend James. <laughs> James Carrey. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> Dom Wiganowski. <laughs> he comes up. Michael. Michael Pavel. <laughs> Oh so my So the opening God. video is pretty fucking. Uh, this the, is like uh, the golden era of oh, production video packages. Amazing! I love it all. Um, the one big issue I had were none of the TVs that they showed would get a pay per view. There was like <laughs> the farm with like sitting on a fucking tractor, also, like a, a bunch of African women like shaking a TV over their <laughs> head, like. A lot of Americana. That in it. feels really racist. That's not even the, the most racist thing on the show. It honestly made me remember like the ending of Independence Day when all the various countries are yep. celebrating yes. the fucking. They're ship doing Morse code. <laughs> Sir, the Americans have a solution. About bloody time. Um, also very racist. When they show the smiling Asian man, JC just ate my fucking pizza. Love <laughs> um, your ghost. When the, yes. I thought it was for me. I thought you were bringing it over to me. <laughs> when they show the smiling Asian man, they cut to a clip of Yokozuna winning the title. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the barbershop would have been quickly closed down because they are not a blast zone, I can guarantee. <laughs> so It's a great promo. I, love, I loved it. Everything about... And it wouldn't even be like the best promo of the night, you know? No. Lots of great videos. One and one only. Callan and I had a separate conversation about the video packages while he was watching it. We'll get to it. Dope AF. Let's kick things off. Big opening contest is the Intercontinental title match between Chris Jericho and William Regal. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think Chris Jericho in his book said he hated this match or he greatly disliked this match. And when I watched it live, I wasn't a huge fan of it either. It wasn't until rewatching it how much more I appreciated it. I think that might also be because of our recent William Regal matches we saw in the WCW Best in Shows we did. Yeah. He's just always just on. Everything he does has a purpose. Yeah. But you're right. Jericho was not a fan of this match. Right. And I can honestly 
watching the match, I can see how that could happen. Like, I could see where the things went wrong that he would like rather... Like, towards the end, like... It's just the spot. stuff he would rather have back. I mean, the finish, the whole, you know, thing with the suplex... Just, yeah, and placements like, could have been better, but... Like, everything just could have been a little bit better. But So, and Jericho obviously would respect the fuck out of Regal and want to put on that WrestleMania match, you know, the WrestleMania opener, and... He just kind of pissed at himself. We've but all I, been there. Well, how can you be pissed at yourself when the whole fucking storyline is about actually pissing on somebody's teeth? <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> who's the heel? This here? is a great angle. Who's the fucking heel? This here? is a good thing. I'm glad you brought this up because if there's one thing, despite how amazing WrestleMania X7 was, the build to some of the matches at WrestleMania X7 sucked, and it was like. I think it was a byproduct of just, I don't know. Like, I think they were just trying to do too much on the shows and trying to build all these matches to make it seem epic. But some of the things, like you just mentioned, like the fucking William Regal pissing in the fucking teapot. Every match had some angle yes. going into it, which I thought was cool. No, absolutely. Even like with the gimmick Battle Royal, where later on you'd see Kamala in a backstage skit, which may have been one of the first goofy backstage skits they did. For, like, the WrestleMania, like, right. parade of random people. Random gimmicks, yeah, which Kamala would always be a fucking... Let's justify the flights in. Yeah, right? <laughs> also, watching the show made me realize how much WWE has forgotten how to book these big super cards. Like, this show is perfectly booked. Opening with Jericho versus Regal was just so smart. And any any sort of, um, any sort of problems they had with their spots, I don't think it looked bad. I think it looked more legitimate. And I think that with Jericho and Regal, yeah, and I like how they like Jericho completely missing <laughs> the, the, die, the cross body. Oh yeah. my god! Nope. And uh, uh, Chris Jericho just being—he's—he's he's like a modern day Brian Pillman, where he just threw the wickedest fucking chops, mm-hmm. even for a smaller guy, and he fucking tore William Regal's fucking chest. To one, of, one of the things I definitely appreciated about this match now, though, is like looking at it then, where Regal was in his role and Jericho was in his and to looking to today when Jericho comes in and he's basically in the regal role. Yeah, very much and so. it's it, it was, you know, really nice to see kind of like the passing of the torch, not necessarily that that's what it was. <clears throat> but I'm not even going to lie, like, in my notes here I wrote down a whole bunch of spots I'm going to steal <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. that match that I really enjoyed. I think it's also cool to think about the career trajectory of Jericho. He was the opener of X7, main event of X8. Yeah, like he... Like, he had something to prove, and this was just kind of like the beginning of it. Yeah, too bad he never got a chance to really prove it. To uh, <laughs> take that, Triple H really fucking put the kibosh on that. Ooh. Yeah, and it's just reading, you know, I've read two of Jericho's books, and, you know, knowing, kind of getting to know his personality through there, it makes you feel like, you know, this is why he pushed himself. This is what he wanted, and this is what he wanted to do better. What? Go ahead. As I know Kellen's a big fan of like the Michinoku sort of like Joshi wrestling, so I was going to say you must have really gotten a uh, enjoyment out of this, seeing two guys just work and just going together. Absolutely. I mean, two dudes who I've always loved, you know, watching work. Regal is just a fantastic technician and Matt Wrestler and just very European. And Jericho, seeing the blend of the styles that he's put through. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'd be lying if I said I didn't take at least some inspiration from him myself. You'd be lying, salt. I'd be lying, heart. Uh, uh, uh. Watching this that made me miss two things. William Regal's old entrance music. Uh, long-haired Jericho. He's oh, okay. And two. Oh, not that one. The flash of the cameras. Oh, my God. Was, I wrote that down, too. I miss the photographers. Miss yeah, man. Not just, uh, just people in the crowd who... 
We're taking pictures, and it would just flash and light up the that entire arena. That's my favorite thing. We just fucking see a million flashbulbs yep. going. And, and you just don't. So I obviously don't see that anymore. Yeah. It's you're right. Cool to see what else was cool to see with this. Watching this pay per view again without all of the blurs. Yes. Of WWF. Was refreshing. Yeah. I made a comment to that with somebody. I still had a lot of blur in my left eye for some reason. Oh, that's just you. Yeah, that's oh, your cataracts, so JC. Shit. Um, so uh, what was your guys' favorite spots of the match? JC? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I really enjoyed I I loved the, uh, the fucking missile dropkick off yeah. the top. Like, it was just, that was picture perfect. Um, I know we're doing spots, but I, I know we kind of alluded to it. I had a real, like... That was Jericho's fault with the finish with that line salt. Like, yeah, because Regal, Regal, uh, even as he was laying, he's like, "Do you want me to move? Like, I, what do you want? Am well, I in good yeah. position?" When Regal like, took the bump, he bumped to land in front of the hard cam, and then Jericho was like, "Suplexed! I'm gonna go the other way." And it was so just it would have been Chris Jericho like doing the camera, doing the moonsault on opposite. the camera side, yes, where he jumps on the ropes that's facing the camera, yes. rather than side to side, which maybe Jericho thinks is a better angle. Maybe, but like Regal knew exactly where to go right for the spot. Yeah, he was and in position. Jericho just didn't like the position, right? Which in. just like I think that's one of those, and I think that's one of those he things. He should have went with it. He should have, but I think that was again just one of those things where yeah, Jericho had nerves. He was still like you know new to the WWE, basically. <laughs> that if part, you watch so. a lot of the old stuff, you'll see guys don't work the hard cam as much as you think. Right, absolutely. Like, I was watching some older like older event. And they had a chin lock on the guy, and the the guy giving the chin lock had his back to the camera. I'm like, yeah. man, this is all over yeah. the place. Uh, my favorite spot was the double underhook superplex. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mine was, I actually wrote this down because this is one of the ones I'm thinking about stopping, uh, stealing. And it was a very innocuous one, but it just went so smoothly that it appealed to me where uh, I think it was Jericho whipped Regal into the buckle, and he stopped himself. And then was they that attempted, when he did the leg dive? They did like a schoolboy, and then they quickly switched it around, and Regal went into like the uh, Shawn Michaels bulldog pin. Yep. Uh, and it was just so smooth and fluid that it just it, it stood out to me, and it's something that I definitely want to check out. I had a, uh, I had a similar one where William Regal did like a leg dive on Jericho, but Jericho went over, so he was kneeling on Regal's shoulders. Regal turned into the sunset. Right. He rolled through into the walls of Jericho attempt. I thought it was it was great. Just very smooth, fluid wrestling. It was fantastic. JC, how long did that match feel to you? It's probably about eight minutes. Kellen, you want to give the time? It was uh, seven minutes and eight seconds. Correct. All right. Yes. Good job, JC. Gets Kellen two, JC none. <laughs> Wikipedia one. Kellen had the exact answer. Come on. Wikipedia one, JC zero. <laughs> I loved uh, Wikipedia one and also WCW one as Shane McMahon arrives in a limousine. I was going to also mention as uh, Tim White's helping, uh, I think it was Jericho to the back. I love seeing the old referees that you don't, you know, Mike Kyoto, Jack. Oh, Dunn. Mike Kyoto comes into play much later. Uh, but <laughs> Fat Teddy Long. Tim White, I always had a soft spot for because he was Rhode Islander. Friendly tap. The friendly friendly tap. tap. But one of the things I noticed is that whenever Tim White's on camera, he's always in pain. His face <laughs> always has a look of pain. It's amazing that they eventually did <laughs> the whole job. He yeah. wanted to kill himself, so maybe that was part of it. He looks like a teacher that's running out the rest of his career where he's just always a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like the outfits don't fit him anymore, yeah, but he's not. Waiting for retirement. Like his like his top yep. button is buttoned, squeezing his head a little too much. Eight <laughs> hours closer to death. Constantly trying to commit suicide. Can't blame him. No. Just um, up with Josh Matthews. I love that Shane shows up. He's on eighth and he's coming in during the second match. <laughs> and uh, I also love that they decided to use the old WCW logo yep. for the limousine. It's not the uh, vagina, as Tony uh, Schiavone calls it. <laughs> 
Um, Bradshaw gives one fucking killer promo where, I oh, mean, all the history it, of if Texas I watched sports, and... I would have loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he talked a little bit about uh, the sportatorium, too. And the... Yeah, he uh, was doing that stuff, talking about fucking the, the big Bronco bull that people used to like. That was a big thing in the 90s. People loved bull riding. Here's what I loved about that promo. Taz couldn't get a fucking invite to the card game. Yes! Like, <laughs> nothing to do with him. Well, like, to be fair, Taz was on Sunday Night Heat. He was about, And hates everybody. He was doing backstage like interviews and stuff. And like, to be fair, Sunday. Taz did not get into the six-man tag match nearly at all. Um, as we go on here, I have notes from my girlfriend's uh, <laughs> certain quips throughout the entire show. Yep. I have it from an anonymous source that uh, most of the Mike Pava's notes come from his girlfriend. Um <laughs> He didn't actually watch it. <laughs> she says that Bradshaw looks like an extra in a werewolf movie. Oh, <laughs> I can see that. He could be in one of the underworld movies. Yeah, I was like, all right. Compliment. I like that. That's pretty fucking it's a, it's a great promo from Bradshaw, though. Uh, it is. It, it definitely was. And once someone was like, damn. You didn't even do that yet, right? No. Um, no, it was before that. He's like, well, hey, let's go wrestle. Well. And Jack was like, yeah, look yeah. at my big cigar. <laughs> I also realized that Ron Simmons has become a best in show all star yeah. by being on this show. Again, he we we had him on both the WCW wow. uh, Beach Blasts, right? And yeah. he's a uh, and in Super Bowl ninety one too. So this is his uh, fourth appearance. Was he an inter- insurrection? Um, I don't think, I don't think so. so. And he what he hadn't debuted in the WF yet. He was like a few months shy in a uh, ninety six Rumble, so we yeah. missed him there. So we have the six man tag match: the right to censor. Versus the APA and Taz. I loved <laughs> Steven Richards. I love the RTC. Steven I Richards. I love the Right to Center's music. I thought that yes. was very smart music. It's annoying as hell. Right. Well, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they want you to hate them. Um, as I watch APA and Taz make their way to the ring, all I'm thinking is, fucking screw wrestling Bradshaw tonight. I he's <laughs> excited in his home <laughs> state. For like, no, 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 thanks. <laughs> Give that a hard pass. Well, that ivory fill in for me. And Kai and I dropped the soap earlier in the shower. He's oh, really excited. Well, you could tell that we were excited because they were throwing Taz around like a fucking rat. I have that in there. Taz whipped for real. But many times. <laughs> I know. Like, many times. They were just. Poor Taz. Zero fucks given. Taz hit the ropes like Rey Mysterio by accident. <laughs> yeah, no chance, brother. <laughs> To be fair, Taz also, he was getting a Vader bomb from the Good Father, and he rolled out instead of Vader, and the Good Father almost killed himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, landed awkwardly on his arm. As Taz was coming to the ring, I was like, I wish Taz joined the right to censor. <laughs> I like this. This match was uh, very... It, this is something that they should do in wrestling schools, whereas first guy shines, second guy takes the heat, third guy gets the hot tag. There you go. That's the structure of the match. Yeah, that's the ABC six-man tag. Is what yeah, it was, it was perfect. I was also just chaotic as fuck. <laughs> I was also thrown for a loop when the graphic came up for WWF The Music Volume 5. Yeah. yeah. I totally I bought that. Featuring Pi? Yup. Yeah, I had that one. I have that one in my car right now. Pi was so good. Rock was speaking Chinese. Radio edits. Yes. That's going to be the outro song for tonight for her best oh. in show. That's also going to be the reason that The Rock loses the presidential race. <laughs> yeah, they're going to bring that up. Um, this was, yeah, I mean, this was a perfect little six-man tag. It was, it was fast. They got shit done. They hit a double powerbomb on Bradshaw in there for some reason. It was a bunch of dudes just earning a paycheck. Yep. That's what it was. They're like, hey, we're getting our time on yep. WrestleMania. This is our pay-per-view bonus. See you then. So uh, what was your guys' uh, spot of the match? 
Um, you know what? I liked good old B2 Bull Buchanan's uh, <laughs> big, like, jumping dive jumping off dive. the top. Oh, the, the, uh, du- the double jump clothesline. Yeah. Yep. We haven't seen that since fucking Saturn at Barely Legal 97. Yeah. I thought I, that was great. I thought it was just, uh, it was, like, he's like, it's WrestleMania. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he would always do that stuff. Like, he would get your to, shit in. He used to do, like, a top rope, like, axe kick or something like that. He, like, he, that was crazy. Bull Buchanan. B2. <laughs> Mikey? My favorite spot. Uh, for the second match in a row is a back superplex okay. by Bradshaw. All right. Very well done. That always reminds me of Scott Hall. It was just so good. Like, two big guys up there doing it. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, my favorite spot of the match is uh, when... Uh, uh-huh, go uh, on. Right? Go on. It's my favorite spot of the match is when... Um, <laughs> when uh, the Godfather... Did the ho like revved up for the hoe train and he got massive heat because he wasn't the Godfather the anymore. The good father. And the people hated him. He I love so the RTC. They're great. RTC is perfect. Um, Godfather hated being in the right to censor. He said that wasn't him and he couldn't have fun and he hated Stephen Regal or yeah, Stephen Richards. Fucking comma the Supreme Fighting Machine was him or like yes. it's fucking job. Kick he any man's ass. Did I tell he, you that that's what it yeah, stood for? Yes, yes, he did. He was in the '96 Royal Rumble. Uh huh. Final four. God damn it. Yeah, Kellen, what was we'll your spot of the match? Back. I'm always a fan of the clothesline from hell. Yeah. Because it's just Bradshaw giving zero fucks about anybody's life and just swinging. Especially in Texas. Yep. It's like, I'm going to kill And he somebody. was all hyped, and he was just like, this is my time, and I'm going to just level the shit out of you because I don't care. So they get the pin after the whole train misses, and Godfather, Goodfather eats a clothesline from hell. JC, how long did that match feel to you? Four and a half minutes. Kellen? 352. Yes. Mm. 352. Also, uh, saying the song Private Idaho and Love Shack. The 352. JC, you're in and around a minute so far. So, for each of these, Price is Right rules. See if you can keep it up. I'm going to try. Next thing we get is Invalid and Linda McMahon. I love it. I love it. In one of the the wackiest angles. And so inappropriate. And Steph's crimped hair. Oh, I have Steph's crimped hair <laughs> in my notes. Daddy's girl, you mean? Oh, oh my yeah. God. That crimped hair wasn't cool in the 80s, and it's not cool in 2001. <laughs> that was ridiculous poodle hair. That was like a parody of an 80s movie hair. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Not another teen movie, Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> um, can I say that the best acting I've ever seen out of Linda McMahon? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Played the yeah. part to a two. Catatonic. Yep. Yeah. Her one eyelid half shut look is... <laughs> <laughs> she... This... Uh, oh, we'll wait for the match. Yeah, let's, we'll let's, let's move oh, on. We'll, we'll get there. Speaking of matches, the next match is a hardcore title triple threat match featuring Raven versus Kane versus The Big Show. What a fun fucking match. <laughs> absolutely. This is a match I remember as loving as a kid. I, My absolutely. first note was, is that a puppet? <laughs> <laughs> yep, the, the, the Frankenstein one? Yep. <laughs> Raymond comes to the ring, throws all the shit in the ring, trash can, everything. I was like, is that a Frankenstein? It's a puppet. It's <laughs> my first thought. This was, yeah, you know what? Because I think, you know, oh, it's going to be Kane versus Big Show. Throwing Raven into the mix and making it for the hardcore title. Yeah, the hardcore title just It took sense. something that could have been such a boring fucking just snooze, and they turned it into something amazing. It was just two large men and one not-as-large man just doing ridiculous stuff. One time I uh, got shit-faced on Dr. McGillicuddy's with Mike Pave of Peppermint. That night was tonight. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was like 2012. And on SmackDown, they had Kane versus The Big Show. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was so pumped. 
Like Big Joe would come out and then Kane's music and he was like, Oh, oh shit. shit, it's, it's Kane. Kane. <laughs> my God. My God. <laughs> I was so drunk. Um Big Show looks so goddamn young here. He does. Oh, and the, the singlet and His everything. Hair. I hated short hair Big Show. <laughs> hated Do you prefer long hair or bald? I prefer I prefer Scullet Big Show when Team Angle tranquilized him and shaved his head. <laughs> Jesus. That was my favorite era. <laughs> okay. Respect. Yeah, I love OVW Big Show. Okay. <laughs> Where he came back for the Royal Rumble in a girdle. Yeah. yeah. Was that the Royal Rumble before this show? It was Royal. Was it this? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It was. Okay, so he made his big return from OVW. Yes. And he had a flat top haircut. <laughs> and he had like, yeah, he had the girdle. It was like a laced in, on his belly button <laughs> yeah. to hold it tight. Like someone was like just pulling it going, soccer team. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Uh, where can I get one of those? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Kellen, if I knew, I wouldn't tell you. I would keep that secret just, close just, to my belly button. <laughs> and it would be filled with lace. <laughs> Think about this is they built those entire cubicles. Oh, I, yeah, oh, I wrote that. Yeah, was my oh, favorite budget. Just to destroy them. And it's just so JC, good. I have some questions about NCW's budget this year. <laughs> uh, it starts in the negative. We need a carpenter. <laughs> Bill Carpenter. <laughs> Vote for Bill Carpenter. Bill Carpenter to build the city. Re-election. Yeah, I love them building this little mini destructive office. I bought like ten thousand dollars with a sheetrock. God what can we do damn that? it! I know we could have bought in a ring truck with that, but yeah. I went with the sheetrock. Son of a good bitch. job, Jake. Um, they go. They don't even like bother waiting for Big Show to come out. Kane and fucking yeah, yeah, just start fighting. Just everything happens. Uh, I feel like there was a fuck up from the referee. It was like ring the bell. Like, you go, oh crap! You forgot a guy. <laughs> Um, Kane hits a clothesline from the top rope to the floor, like mm-hmm. when he's about to give him the final cut. That was crazy to me. WrestleMania. Do you yep. think Kane regrets Kane it off now? top rope onto Raven and Big Show. It was that one there. ridiculous. They brawl all through the fucking the building. Crowd through everything. The, they they blew right through the crowd. <laughs> like they're like, okay, we have somewhere to be. We got shit to do. Like we gotta destroy this fifteen thousand dollars worth of uh, construction. Well, I just uh, made. Uh, this, this in my notes here actually says lot of drywall. Lot of drywall. <laughs> well, the story is that that uh, Raven, Raven almost destroyed the entire pay per view by uh, falling off the side with his golf cart. They when he not. falls off the side, they were supposed to chase each other around with the golf carts. They were supposed to go around the entire building. Right. But when he takes that, he takes that ditch, falls into the ditch. There's that a sharp that big black wire that's hanging down. Mm-hmm. It's the entire feed for the pay per view. Wow! And he was inches away from cutting the entire thing. Raven that's thought he crazy. was going to hit the thing and bounce off. Instead, he just dropped down and almost cut the entire feed to WrestleMania. And then Terry Funk holds up the ECW World Heavyweight Title, and the, the power the goes off. And that's why fucking Kane came in like a bat out of hell in the other cart and then <laughs> ran over fucking Alex Smith. <laughs> so, <laughs> fun story. Uh, when I work at Gillette, I drive around in a golf cart. So I see these two knuckleheads chasing each other and hitting each other, and I just send a bunch of Snapchats to the people I work with. I'm like, this is us. This is us now. This is what we're going to do. First game. First Patriots game, I guarantee you. We'll be running each other over with golf carts. Yeah, Ra- amazing. Raven's leg would have been fucked like as well, almost getting run over by that golf cart. One of my favorite visuals when Kane grabs a golf cart and the ref just hops on the back with his legs up like a girl riding a motorcycle <laughs> off into the sunset. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What is going on over here? Nothing. 
I spilled soda on Mikey's jacket. God damn it. <laughs> not one, but two boxes of tissues. <laughs> boxes of tissues that it spilled on will absorb it. Son of a bitch. Don't worry, it wasn't my jacket. It was JC's. Son of a goddamn bitch. I'm using one box of tissues to wipe up the other Go box. grab the paper towels. Good lord. Oh, I spilled everything on the paper towels earlier. Son of a bitch. Right All right, yeah. While Lumberjake's gone, <laughs> um, what about uh, was it getting thrown through the window? Like he almost fucking yeah. couldn't get. It. Yeah, that was awesome. That was good. And he also came out of nowhere too. It was like, like brawl, 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 throw you through a plate glass window. And then Big Show nearly couldn't get him through the door into getting into the office. Like that was the entire thing was it was really I again, the like, series finale, man. I like this the part the, where they locked like he. Tried to lock himself into the cage <laughs> to like keep them out and just immediately failed. Kane just walked over and yeah, opened just it. Just ripped it open. <laughs> wrestlers cannot use padlocks. No. Like, like whenever a wrestler needs to use a padlock, he's like, oh, okay. I've never seen one of these before. It's very, a lot of the similar thing happens with uh, fire extinguishers a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Gotta pull the tab. Always forget to pull the tab. You'll just be f- pulling on nothing. Um,. This again, when I think back to series finale, this is like the perfect hardcore match. Yep. The way they booked it, the way they set it up, uh, it was just—it's a way to make a garbage match, you know. Because there's a lot of other hardcore stuff on this show, which because we're at the peak attitude era, so there's a lot of no disqualifications right, and in weapons. So they found a way to make a hardcore title match unique. In its own way. And it's so funny because it's just with three guys where the year before it was the WrestleMania 2015 man. Invitational. Yeah. And the title changed hands like 12 times. Yeah. You were after 23 times, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that the one with Goldust? Yeah, and they ran through the crowd because I was there and they ran no, right by the me. Goldust Maven was the next year. That was X8. That was yeah, that's what we're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then like Goldust had all the golden weapons. That was great. That's yeah, because um, I kind of took a nap earlier while I was catching. Well, you know, WrestleMania X Seven and you WrestleMania wake up and that was on. Well, WrestleMania X Eight started auto playing, so oh, yeah, that on. happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, didn't that happen to you last time, Mikey? Yeah, yeah I started watching Beach Blast or something. No, I started watching Super uh, Brawl. Super Brawl, the, the, the ninety-two. Yeah, he watched the entirety of Super Brawl ninety-two when he didn't have to. Yeah, he showed up with a notebook full of notes for the wrong Super Brawl. <laughs> Joke's on me. So uh, they make it back into the arena. And, uh, you know, what do we have here? Kane picks up Raven. Big Show has... Big Show picks up Raven. Oh, Raven yeah. and like a... A, a, a gorilla press slam. Press slam. Kane boots him off of the stage. They both fall through. And you think, oh, uh, that's cool. Like, that that was the big thing. And Kane dives on top of them. Drops the elbow. Drops something. the big fuck. I think it was a leg series finale. Indiscriminate move. Yeah, just he hit him with the flying Threw <laughs> just some random flying box that's out there. He hit him with the deal. He hit him with the deal. He hit him with the big deal. And then the referee doesn't know how to count the three. Just slaps the side of the box. Slapping the base. That was great. <laughs> One. Uh, JC, what was your favorite spot of the match? Um... I think it has to be Raven going through the window. Yeah, that was great. That was that was awesome. Like I still, I that was one of those visuals that came back to me watching this. Where I'm like, oh, it just fucked him up. Mine is Raven getting run over by the golf cart. Raven got run over by a golf, golf cart. cart. <laughs> Walking through WrestleMania X7. <laughs> Kellen, mine's definitely the golf cart spot. I just, it's a special place in my heart, and oh. it was amazing to see. Mine was, uh, there was a point where they were brawling through uh, what was basically gorilla position, and they, first of all, they knocked over 
what was the uh, whiteboard with the rundown. Yeah. And also they hit someone's salad and it went flying and hit the camera. And I'm like, someone definitely just left their salad there by accident <laughs> and just got fucking creamed by Raven. I did like when they were coming back into the arena, they fucking knocked over the lineup. And I'm like, oh, yeah. now no one's going to know who's next. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it was just a fucking like. <laughs> the show the whiteboard. Yeah. No one's going to know who's next. First, Raven tries to take out the pay-per-view feed and then ruins the fucking lineup. Oh, Diet Peach and Apple. That's my favorite. <laughs> Paul Heyman. Uh, JC, how long did that match feel? Diet Peach Snapple. Look at that. You and fucking, you are the diabetic Paul Heyman. Yeah, that is, of course. If Paul Heyman does not. A diabetic. diabetic, Right, correct. Um, That match was probably, I'm going to, I'm going to say 10. Ooh, 9.17. All right. Wow. Look at you. Nailing it. Next up, we get a. uh, Eck. Eck and Team uh, Credgley, hey, uh, Kurt Angle, Edge, and Christian in a uh, and a, and then it was a good segment because uh, Christian Wall was or um, Kurt Angle was playing it very serious. Well, I, I loved well one because they booked Benoit and Angle the week before WrestleMania. They were not set up for neither one had a match heading into WrestleMania. Really? Yep. And I just that's one of the things I remember. I remember pissed. So off. they were just like Braun Strowman in the bar and mm-hmm. which oh. <laughs> Amazing. Same build. So this amazing. was the same Raw where uh, Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon did the whole buying WCW. Right. It was the last yeah, one. Oh, that was okay. right afterwards. But um, basically, Kurt Angle came out on Raw and said, I don't have a match for WrestleMania. Like, I was heavyweight champion. I was the-. Like, he was basically just running down the fact that he didn't have anybody. He's the best wrestler, best submissions wrestler. Chris Benoit comes out. The Chris Benoit had been a heel the entire time, yeah. so this was his unofficial, official babyface turn. Fans were already starting to pop for him and everything else, but this was, I guess, like so. That's why the radicals were very slowly him phased on the out. Yeah, and uh, Dean Malenko was never heard from again. <laughs> remember that great angle where he wanted to fuck Lita? I do remember that. Also, when he was like coming to the secret agent, man. Yeah, yeah, he was didn't everybody have that angle? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um. But yeah, so this match was really kind of Benoit's first as a babyface in WWF, and um, just the entire promo was really like it really kind of set up Angle to kind of move away from just being the comedy guy. Okay, here's the question. Yep. Um, can you watch Chris Benoit matches without feeling weird yes. about it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, me too. All right. I I I mean I guess I'm again. I, I don't think it. I mean it has to cross your mind at one point while you're watching it, but it doesn't bother me as I watch because I can separate. Honestly, the things that throw me off is more the commentary at times. Yeah. Usually the commentary. Ben Watt just killed him, or like something like where it's really like it's the commentators that make it awkward, not the matches. Yeah, I can. By God, Ben locking the doors to the pool. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are in the yard. The dogs are fed. We're gonna physical, say Kellen? my physical address is. <laughs> no, I just I can I, I you know I, I'm the same. I can definitely separate you know the performer from the man and the acts from the deed kind of thing. Like you know, just because somebody did something completely heinous doesn't mean he didn't do other great things throughout his life. Current- and that goes for a lot of people, you know, like not just Chris well, Benoit. Well, I was going to say, in, in our current environment here in 2018... Um, the house you know, of cards fell, if you will. <laughs> oh, very topical, Lumberjake. <laughs> well, how droll of you, Lumberjake. <laughs> um, you know, can you separate the... the <laughs> <laughs> Mikey and Jake just decided to hold hands. It was very sweet. Very, very, tender s- moment. very sweet moment. Um, 
Um, you can separate. I can separate the artist from right. what they've done. Exactly. Like I'll, uh, you know, in a in a much lesser like say a lot of people do with Michael Jackson. Like you know, you take that. Like Michael Jackson had a fucked up personal life and sure. uh, whatever you want to say, but allegedly, the allegedly, oh, yeah, all allegedly. But no, he definitely had a fucked no, up he definitely had a fucked up personal life. I didn't make any specifics there, but his music was fucking banging. Like yeah. so, you can make that kind of distinction. Like he did this very well. While he also did some other stuff, not so well. We're digressing insanely, but uh, but yeah, no, go back on. Chris, uh, I was I was gonna make another point about Michael Jackson. Okay, he was <laughs> he was probably a victim of castration. I believe it. Self castration. No, his parents supposedly, ca- his do- his personal doctor said that his parents had him chemically castrated as a child. Hmm. You know, I knew when I came on this podcast, I said, you know what? <laughs> this is going to lead to castration. <laughs> like, somehow. we're going to get to the bottom of Michael Jackson's castration <laughs> and the rumors castration around will come up. Michael Jackson had all these <laughs> negative things said about him his entire career. As did and, Chris and, Benoit. And then he died. I'm trying to bring it back in. Uh, that happened. Thank but, God Callan's here to rope us back in. He's but, still oh, going. But, but I'm the one that ropes him back in. died on the same goddamn day and nobody said anything. Everybody said it. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? All right, listen. Do you want to talk about everybody in the gimmick battle royal? Let's move on. Okay. So we have Jimmy Snooker at WWF New York. Some Australian. I put LOL in question. In, in uh, parentheses. Yeah. Jimmy Snooker's here. Yes. Jimmy Snooker murdered somebody, too. Speaking of, yeah. Speaking of. So Jimmy Snooker married, uh, he murdered Nancy Argentino back in <laughs> 1980s. No one. Allegedly. He was too weak to stand trial and died right after. He was too weak to stand. He wasn't he, mentally competent. He joked comp- the turn himself. Yeah, he wasn't mentally competent, but he was winning fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars playing poker tournaments. For the European title. Hold on, we have to talk about that Australian bitch. This is a test. Oh, let's talk about the Australian bitch. <laughs> oh, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Wait, what if she's our Australian listener? Oh, you're oh, not, oh, a, you're oh. not a bitch. Um, It surprised hey, me to see... You're a crazy bitch, bud. Well, Cherry's playing the Kingston Mall. The I have that song on my phone right now. I can play it surprised it. me to see the coach at this point. Yeah. Um, yes. I, uh, for some reason, the timeline didn't match up. And I was like, oh, wow, wow, all right. It's, it was that weird transitional phase where you can see we, Kevin Kelly and the coach. Hold on. Um, and I, I have a note in here, and I don't know exactly when it came up in the broadcast, but um, can we... Michael Cole's Frosted Tips. It was two thousand and that goatee. Michael Goatee, the little goatee wearing bitch. I was um I was watching the show with my girlfriend who's a wrestling fan. Humble brag. And and um when Michael Cole came on the screen, she started laughing. Michael Cole looked like the brother of the character Mike Pava was playing last week at the pub. (laughs) (laughs) Who was for those of you who aren't there, the uh, smarmy business owner who's coming in to shut down the local juice bar. Classic eighties teen teen villain, yeah. He was uh, Gordon Gecko in Wall Street. Even more douchey. (laughs) It was very impressive. Um so yeah, you wanted to talk about Aussie bitch. Oh yeah. yeah. She was a bitch. Okay, all right. And the rock also arrived. Yes, because you very know, late in the show. Very late in the show. He put his belt in the. Uh, you know what? I'd be so much like those those little breaks in logic. I'd be so happier if they just said earlier today, like in the yeah, corner, right? like not showing up in the fourth match of the show, being like, "Gotta get my shit to God." Oh fuck, I'm late. Well, good thing I missed fucking APA Taz. <laughs> Wait, did, did Bradshaw cut his goddamn promo? God damn it! Oh, glad I didn't see it. Um, next up, we have Eddie Guerrero versus Test in a European title match. 
Eddie? Test. Test. This is a test. My quick oh Kellen, yeah? My quick test story. It's not really related to test. It is related to test, but Okay. Um, I went to WrestleMania X eight in Toronto uh, with the following year. And I remember standing outside uh Skydome waiting to get in, you know, with sixty two thousand people out mm-hmm. there chanting Xbox sucks <laughs> even though he was not on the card <laughs> which was amazing I love wrestling fans but me and my friends were just kind of standing there waiting around and blah 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 and we just look up at the hotels around the area and we're just like in one of these rooms Test is banging Stacy Keebler <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me sad and he was mm-hmm. I, uh, I actually met Test and I didn't even realize it uh, I went to was a it a Motley Crue concert <laughs> 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 I went to a uh, Sparta show, and it must have been like 90s. Humble brag. <laughs> maybe 98. It was when Goldust was feuding with uh, Val Venus. I still see him every day. <laughs> Goldust? Sparta. Oh. Mike Sparta? Yeah. Go on, Jake. Um, oh, yeah. Steal my cookie. So, I, uh, I went to a Mike Sparta show probably 98, 99, when Goldust was feuding with Val Venus. And this show had a, it was a crazy card. Like, it had the um, insane amount of people. The Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels was on it back in the day. Are you sure it was a Sparta show and not an NWA New England show? No, it was a Sparta show. It was a Sparta show, and Vince McMahon was backstage at this show. All right. I actually met Goldus. I'll have to dig up that uh, picture, a little Polaroid. This was also when Sparta used to do uh, a fake Undertaker. All right. Was it it Brian Brian Lee? But he's also done fake warrior. But they would turn the lights off. Right. They'd play the Undertaker music. He'd do the Undertaker stuff, and then he would leave. Right. It was smart. Don't let anyone see him. So you yeah. met Test. I'm guessing is the point. Well, of the it story. wasn't that I met Test. I could. Me and my dad and my cousin and my sister couldn't figure out how to get into the building. And we saw this guy. We're like, "How do you get in?" He's like, "Oh, the door's over around there." And it was Test. And then he came out later to wrestle Christopher Daniels, it? and it was Test. Mark Mark Henry. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, the giant Silva was on that show. Oh. Yep. I'll tell you what, I was a big testicle. I like test. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was in the test. Um, I also loved Eddie Guerrero coming out with Perry Saturn with hat. Who stole Draws's hat? Who <laughs> stole Draws's fucking hat? <laughs> Perry Saturn wearing a hat as if to say, look at my new hat. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that hat. I love how JR also couldn't get over the hat. It, nothing about Saturn's gimmick made... Even a little sense at the time. It's he, Saturn. He, like, was, he was like, oh, now I'm with Terry and I'm wearing a big floppy yeah, hat. And next thing you know, there's a fucking mop. And then he's in a dress. And then you are It's fucking Saturn. It's like pick a gimmick out of a fucking hat. Saturn. A fl- big floppy hat. Look at, at my big fuzzy hat. This hat know, was only in the t- early 2000s. At least we know everything turned out all right for him. You know? Could have been worse. <laughs> Out of the radicals? He's Actually, doing in my notes, I have Saturn lives. <laughs> yeah, question mark. <laughs> of all the radicals, he's doing second best at the current <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this match. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it happened. Let's talk about it. Okay. I ended up, after like... Um, probably like four or five minutes. I actually started enjoying this match a lot. Um, I've <clears throat> unfortunately this match uh, <laughs> has a lot working against it, um, and I think some of the botches kind of really like 
it throws off Eddie's game. You mean like and Test shoot getting his foot caught in the rope? That'd be the I, one. I was gonna say like they worked that amazingly. So if that yes. actually was planned, it was, that was perfection. It wasn't, and it was, and so it good. couldn't have been. So I was like, no, that's Man, fucking Test is amazing. Man, a great worker. <laughs> but, you, you know that it wasn't a plan because Eddie worked the ankle for about three seconds and then went to a sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we planned Same with the crowd. <laughs> Um, I loved uh, <laughs> my. I only have one note. Uh, test hitting his test world slam. I have the test that's world my, sit out power slam. That's my favorite spot of the that match. That was mine too. That's honestly my. I'm only stealing note that one match. as well. That's it. I mean, it's a match. I don't think it was a bad match, but it just it, no. It was, it was Eddie being Eddie, and it was Test being Test. And this I, is also be, so. This was was this before Latino Heat being or was this after somebody's grandfather this in is, Florida? Um, it had to be before. Right before. Yeah, it was before. So that he wasn't with China yet, or was he? I don't think so. No, because they can't they be came, right. It was two thousand one. China was still the one that really gun. They didn't come over that much before that. See, I don't know now. So the they debuted in two thousand. But when I was China's like, Playboy shoot? Because mm. it was in the middle of, I well, believe, her second one. We have the power of the internet here. I mean, here's the thing. I'm really like <laughs> because China. Spoiler alert goes on to get yeah, her. <laughs> Gets her big match with Ivory. I feel like she's not even anywhere connected to Eddie Guerrero. No. And he's off doing his own thing. So didn't Eddie like get fired not too long after this? Yeah, it was. Um, it was. So maybe Eddie Guerrero. This actually might have been his return. <sighs> Man, well, actually, it was 2001 when he was wrestling the likes of CM Punk in Ring of Honor and uh, Rey Mysterio. And stuff. So he would have had to have gotten fired shortly after this. So I guess the Latino Heat thing was the year before. Yeah, because yeah. he was in. He, wow. They debuted in January 31st. Yeah, because to 2000. me, this was like the end of China. Like, so they're a year like, in. It was the height of her career, but it was the end to me. Right. So, so you're wrong. So this had to be China was gone finale. by Judgment Day 2001. That was yeah, the final so this, show. So it had to be before. Wow. All right. Wow. Because um, China was still in the... She, at that point, no, she was no, still... No. In March 2000... In March of 2000, Guerrero, who was wrestling as a villain, began pursuing the effects of, of China. Yeah, so right. It was a year so before. Was, yeah. Because China was still wearing the black getup, and here she's oh, the super, like, she's, the, the she's like super woman of, of... Mamacita! Yeah, Wonder Woman of, of, of wrestling. Um, yeah. All right. Because we all wondered if she was a woman. <laughs> Don't treat me like a woman. <laughs> Don't treat I me won't. like a man. Androgynously, I guess. I don't know. Um, Saturn did a interference that was literally impossible to miss. If anything, <laughs> he was sneaking around Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> He's like, hey, ref, don't tell Eddie. <laughs> Combat crawls behind him. <laughs> Saturn's a lunacy. I love Saturn. He but it was crazy. WrestleMania. Like, that's basically what they said. All right, Saturn, you can do your one spot. Yeah, just, just show up. Can I wear my hat, too? Too? Can I wear that? Fine. Hey, 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 it's a big hat. Uh, <laughs> I got a normal hat. It's a funny. It's funny. It's funny, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my name. Perry Saturn. It's that's not, not me. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? Funny name. Um, yeah, I actually, my favorite part of the match was there was uh, Eddie went for the frog splash, but he rolled through, ducked the big boot, got a kick to the stomach, and went for the pump handle slam, but then Saturn interfered again. This ref is the most lenient referee I've ever experienced <laughs> in my life. But um, uh, Dean Malenko pulled Test off of there wearing his Hawaiian casual clothes. <laughs> it's uh, like somebody's <laughs> grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, like, yeah, like booking my I was going to retire, but I guess I'll do this running. He just got back from the Bu- Buena Vista Social Club. <laughs> the Boca Vista? You mean to tell me that a single place in all about Boca Vista? He was uh, at the Catalina Wine Mix. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Guerrero hit uh, Test with a belt shot on the ref's back, and we have a new European champion, JC. Because that ended up mattering. Yep. <laughs> 
JC, how long did that match build you? It felt like 23 minutes, but it was in reality, let's go with five and a half minutes. Ooh, eight. 30. Uh, mm. The streak is broken. Wait. Well, because I said it felt longer. Like, yeah. it was, that was a match that, like, again, it just kind of was there. Was the European title the one that lasted the longest that just should have just been a one-off, Correct. like, tournament? Because, well, the next, and again, just because of the autoplay, WrestleMania X8 had DDP versus Christian, Christian for the yeah. European title. And European I, and title I was shocked. Real quick. I was like, this is a match for the European title? Like, what a pointless like Pretty much anything belt. after British Bulldog, just forget. Yeah. Once, or William Regal, Al Snow, I enjoyed his shit when he came out dressed as D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown, oh, European champion. Was the best right. European champion Other ever. Them, Kurt Angle was the first person to win the Intercontinental and European titles at the same time. Except for D'Lo Brown, but he doesn't count. That was <laughs> a Kurt Angle promo. promo. That was a great promo. Speaking Kurt of Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle promos are fantastic. We have Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. Kurt oh, Angle versus Redacted. Or, if you're watching on the network, it's Kurt Angle in action. In singles action. And then at the end of the match, it's Kurt Angle and matches end. I, actually, I didn't notice that. Wow. I actually took a picture of that. So you can, uh, okay, and we'll be able to check that out on threewaytheater.com. Yeah. Uh, I honestly just sat back <coughs> and watched and enjoyed this match. What, what, what was Katie's notes on this match? Um, Is that I, the guy that killed someone? Man, Kurt Angle used to have long, he used to have hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any notes for her on oh, this Okay, one. all right. I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, this was definitely a match to kind of just sit back and just, you know, Enjoy. watch it. Yeah, absolutely. They had one of those um, RVD Jerry Lynn face-offs, but it was like more believable than anyone I've ever seen. It was before. they were both just yeah, because it was all just rolling around. Amateur. Like it was, it great. was just shoot. It was like legitimate shoot wrestling. So I mean, taking back not to take back to that fact that I said this was my series finale, but this was the first encounter between Benoit and Angle. So they held back so much on this. You knew that the next time they got to go at it with each other, it was going to be bigger and better. Which is why this I is love just giving someone a taste. Yeah, and I love the psychology of this match for uh, it. I love the whole storyline behind yeah. it. That Angle says he'll never tap out. He has never tapped out, and it, every time he has tapped out, it was either uh, the referee didn't see it. It was after a match. Yeah, the the repeated cross face attempts. If the, a referee doesn't see it and it's it not an official match, it didn't happen, count. right? Yeah, yeah, I guess, right? Yeah, it didn't count. Yeah. He did something similar with Taz in 2000 when he uh, he got choked out. He said, Because it was an illegal oh, choke. Oh, I didn't lose because right. that was an illegal choke. Right. It doesn't count. Kurt Angle is always really good for that stuff. He, Probably, was, all, he was all the charismatic for a, a legitimate athlete. Athlete, yeah. For, Ronda uh, Rousey needs to take notes. Oh, my God. Apparently, Taz did not know that that's what they were, the storyline they were going with until he heard it on TV. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. I mean, at the end of the day, he still beat him, so who cares? Yeah, that's fine. Stop being a bitch, Taz. Fucking gay, Taz. Hey, you want to catch these me? Beat me again. Suck me off if I let you. <laughs> Man, talk about an inside baseball. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, Christ. <laughs> He's going to love it. He's Ubering right now. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So this was a good match. So yeah, angle and redacted. <laughs> uh, very amateurish. Um, I think that these guys gelled great, and it already shows. Despite them clearly not going their full bore that right. they could have. Yeah. No. It was. I mean, 
I don't know what to say. I mean, we could n- recapping it move for move is impossible because it was just a great, you know. I can yeah, do that. I, Hold on. I, no, just, no, uh, no. I just have a few things. I mean, like I have one thing where uh, Benoit gives him the kitchen sink and Angle just drives his skull directly into the mat. <laughs> yeah. Which was what Kurt Angle was fantastic for. <laughs> like just going over the top rope. He's like, mm, I could brace myself with my hands or my neck. Just my head. Neck. <laughs> this was the. What were you going to say? And then um, the the trading of the moves where Benoit used the ankle lock and and Angle used the cross face was a great, yeah I love the great stealing story. of each other's moves that like, was fantastic kind of like trying something different I, yeah. I I just feel like with what we would see later on in the show that that maybe could have been left out and maybe saved for another match between those two sure um I think so I mean I'll just kind of say my favorite spot of the match. Ended up being the great, great, great fucking near fall with the headbutt. The crowd bought it yep. perfectly. They're like, this is over with headbutt. Well, like the, <laughs> headbutt, the, it's over. It's over. The kick, like, it was a perfect kick out by Angle. The crowd lost its fucking shit. They thought it was over with. I used to love Chris Benoit's f- when he would just fall with the headbutt, not jump, top of the top rope, and then just fucking fall. Oh, pers- yeah. yeah, the Nestle plunge. Yeah, it was fucking great. Um, they do the same little blow spot as the previous match. Like, they do, like, angle the referee. Behind your back. Yeah. Like, it was the same exact spot. Um, although, I believe Austin and Rock were watching every match and going, hmm, let's take a little bit from everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there wasn't much that they didn't do. Um, series finale. Favorite match? Uh, favorite spot? Excuse me. My favorite spot, and uh, this is uh, uh, just something that I really enjoyed was after all the back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in the beginning. The cutoff was just Angle punching. Punching yeah, in just the face. Punch. Just a straight punch in the face, which was fantastic. And I love the way the commentator so like this yep. just went from a wrestling match to a fight. Yep. And so, it just it set the tone and it was amazing. I thought that was really cool because both guys were trying to prove themselves as wrestlers. Right. So. Which is what everybody expected to see. And then who's going to punch first? Right. And Kurt Angle? It was great. Sets the heel face dynamic immediately and just it was, it was great. I love the... Um, my favorite spot is I love the storyline of angle tapping after the ref, the ref yeah. bump. I uh, that's a, that's my favorite spot of the match also, when Kurt Angle tapped again, and it almost gives Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit the out. Like he beat him, and then when he gets beat, he has a reason. Like he should have won the match anyway. So um, Benoit went. Um, angle goes for low blow. Benoit goes for an armbar. Angle rolls through and gets a cheap pin with the tights. JC, how long did that match feel to you? Probably went about. 12 1404 It was a fun little match And when a match It didn't feel 14 minutes to me It felt faster than that That was just two great workers yeah. Going out there and working Again watching it live as a fan in 2001 I was fucking pissed Right. Watching it now all these years later I'm like Because you were pissed because there was no story behind it There was no build up There was no nothing right. it was Which is why if you can replace like two dudes who had nothing to do I think that's why I haven't watched like a, a regular Monday Night Raw in a while. I've only been checking out the network specials, like the pay-per-views, and I find it a lot more easier to take. And I think looking back at this, like said, the build of these shows were kind of haphazard and kind of thrown together. But just going back and looking at it, the pay-per-view, it's like, oh man, this is perfect. Like, what a great match! Like, set up the story for the next pay-per-view. Um, and then after such an intense uh, battle, we get. William Regal and Kamala backstage. Wacky zany. It's like William Regal's very bad day. It's like, how can things get any worse? <laughs> very awful, no good, bad day. Yeah, exactly, yes. Maybe he'll move and to Australia. 
Um, we get that fun little military segment. Yeah, so we get the military segment, and we have Trish there, and um, who else? Jackie. Um, yeah, Bradshaw, uh, Kurt Angle, who everyone was razzing uh, as the nerd. My girlfriend says, man, Jackie has the biggest forehead. I, th- I was for sure you were about to say tits. Me too. I, was, I thought that's what she was going to say. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, kind of. Just so everyone knows, this is our fortune cookie break where everyone's eating fortune cookies. <laughs> you didn't yet, tell yet, anybody that. Yet we never had Chinese food. Strange, you're eating a Slim Jim. <laughs> Listen, I had Chinese last night, and I got you guys all fortune cookies. I thought you'd be really yeah. happy. How much Chinese food did you order that you got four? I ordered one thing. He goes, you want an extra cookie? And I'm like, yeah. Uh, that's that's rare, man. When does that happen? How do never. I get that deal? Grubhub. I get 30 or 40 fortune cookies. Wait, what? I just order my normal amount of food. <laughs> <laughs> and then you turn to your so girlfriend and you're like, people. what are you getting? <laughs> She's like 30 or 40 fortune cookies. <laughs> um, in a very special Jake's uh, spoken word, oh. I have the um, military, uh, the, the march that they did for The Undertaker. Oh. It's time for Lumberjakes. Th- oh, God, JC. Oh, no, no, not the moon. <laughs> the, the, JC the, was crushed by the, the moon. The wall is falling on JC. <laughs> I saw Stop you standing alone without a love To drunk cast everybody, I apologize. Without a love okay. of mine. Mikey, sing me in. You really went low on that. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. It's time for Lumberjake's song. Spoken word, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, Undertaker. Tombstone maker. Grab a casket. Follow me. Yeah, that was it. But they were like chanting back. Are you? JC is so upset. JC? JC's walking like he still has his clothes hangers in his clothes. (laughs) 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 Um, The next segment we have is Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. They're doing a backstage promo and Chris Benoit attacks Kurt Angle, jumps him, and makes him tap out again. It doesn't matter. Nope, doesn't matter. Doesn't count. Theater of the mind, folks. Theater of the mind. Something to build on. Great theater of the mind. So uh, next up, we have we get the video hype package for China versus Ivory. Hype's a strong word. <laughs> you know, I remember this feud well. I remember them doing this the China spike pile driver. I remember China doing their little interview where she was going to be like, I don't know. They they took my life, and she's crying. And then I loved when in an underrated parody, the right to censor. Ivory dressed as China with a neck brace and stuff on, recreating the promo. I thought that was great. Ivory's fantastic. Ivory is so good. Is amazing. Hello, alumni. Yes, and uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, great. Soon to be. Here's here's what bothers me about this entire thing. Ivory did a great job. The angle is solid, giving the spike pile driver, setting up the title match. How about the Royal Rumble angle? Isn't that what happened? 
the spike pile driver? Yeah, isn't that No, right? they had a match after the spike pile driver. Her neck was healed. She uh, beat up Ivory for a few minutes, hit a handspring elbow, and then collapsed to the ground. That's right. right. So she had to sign the agreement. Right, right, right. That she would the whole harmless agreement. Yes. You would uh, see it reappear again for Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Yep. That's right. Um, but here's the thing. I will sign one of those. <laughs> I will hold everybody harmless. <laughs> um, everything about this match was great except for China because China could not just work a woman. Nope. She could not deal with the fact that she was put into a woman's match for the woman's title and rather than her, Don't treat her like a raise the stock of the women's division and help bring it up. She pissed on it. She pissed on it. She just completely fucking just like, I don't care. Whatever. And like, she just dragged it down. She house showed it. Yeah. Okay. So let's just get through this so I can tell you what China. See, I have one note for this match and it says sloppy short. See, that was it. That's see, also I, my uh, that's my taste in women. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah, a bit your here. wrestling style. I I disagree a bit. Hey, six minute main events are all right. I think China I looks amazing those. here. Like, I so think, she like, looks okay, sure, but that has nothing to do with what yeah, I'm saying. If she was a cardboard cutout, that would be a perfect <laughs> job. Yeah, her but face. Then she sells like a cardboard cutout. Her face. She's just so over the idea of having to be put in a woman's match. She cannot handle it. Her ego cannot handle it. I don't think. Yeah, I felt like she was. She thought she was above it. Yes, and I, I mean, I and, I and I get it from the perspective that when they had her starting getting involved, that she was always working with the men. I get it. She was even fucking intercontinental champion at one point. The co-champions with twice. Jericho. Um. So like, I get it. Where you're like, oh man, but couldn't you look at that from the perspective of? I didn't see that at all. I'm sorry, man. That's all I could see I didn't with see this. It. I just started as I just started as squash. And it was obvious she was going to go over. Well, sure. Her, what was this? Her second Playboy was coming out at some point, right? Yes. And so, I mean, yes, yeah, she should go over. Absolutely. She should. Even squashing Ivory is fine, too. Yeah, but it shouldn't have been for the title. There's even, absolutely no reason for to make that a title match because who's going to beat China, believably? But, but here's the thing. That's where the point is. Of like, like She could have tried to find a way to raise the women around her and try to bring that division up. She was just like, fuck this, whatever. And then, like you said, wasn't she gone? By the time, like by May. Okay. Let, yeah, let's just get this, into it. This is the match. Uh, Ivory gets comes out. China comes out dressed like fucking Wonder Woman, wearing if it wasn't an aqua outfit or some shit like that. It's like purplish. Yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman does not wear that at all. So uh, Ivory hit China in the back of the head with a belt. She dropped to the ground and didn't move again until it was time for her to come back. She, Which was all in about like thirty seconds anyway. Yes, she hit her with the belt. Start putting the boots to her. China catches the foot, and I wrote, "Good night, Ivory." Because yeah, the end. it was catches the foot, fucking. There, there was a point where they were on, they were like, she was just holding her leg, just hopping there, mm -hmm. and like she was holding her leg like too high, and I'm like, oh poor Ivory, she's so good, and she just has to fucking put up with this. She tried her best, but then she fucking just like tosses her. Yep, like a piece of shit violently. Then Ivory's gonna be the one to go to the back after and shake her and thanks so much for doing this. Of for course, because she's a you. professional. China hits a power bomb, picks her back up. Gorilla press and finishes it. I love how well, she, she lifts her up her. after the first one. Yeah. And I, I love how Jr. and Paulie. They're like they're trying to sell it as a story. That's a like, mistake. And then I'm like, nah. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Wait. Never mind. 
and um, it's over. The canvas was also covered in fucking makeup after China was selling on the ground. <laughs> like, it was just fucking covered with this. Fu- it was, you remember when Maria Menounos yeah. got yes. fucking makeup all over her ass and everyone was yeah. like, she shit herself? Sure. I, I was white I've been pants. spreading that rumor for years. <laughs> Sorry, Maria. I think I was at that WrestleMania. <laughs> Humble brag. You couldn't see anything behind the palm tree. Started. <laughs> All right, Lumberjay, give us the scoop on China. So China, she had this. Um, she wrestled Ivory at the Royal Rumble. She wrestled Ivory here, won the match. Um, after that, she had six more matches in the WWF. The matches went as following. She beat Ivory in 3 minutes and 53 seconds. She beat Molly Holly in 2 minutes and 15 seconds. She defeated Trish Stratus in 1 minute and 24 seconds. China and Lita defeated Ivory and Molly Holly in 2 minutes and 25 seconds. China defeated Ivory and Molly Holly in a handicap match in 2 minutes and 20 seconds. And then China defeated Lita at Judgment Day 2001 in 6 minutes and 30 seconds, and I believe it was the next day China was gone. It was her longest match. It was the last. It's probably why. She was like, fuck this, 6 minutes? <laughs> I remember that. I'm like, man, I thought Lita actually was going to beat China, and then she didn't, and then China just left, and she ended up leaving the woman's title in limbo until November. So I believe it was May where she left in November. Where it was, it was like basically. She just had no interest in dealing with the women. And while I get it, your time has passed to being able to work with the men. The climate was starting to change. You weren't going to be able to do those intergender matches. Help the women's division. Help the Trish and Lita's that were coming up. Well, Jesus, it's like if she was her size and could fucking work with the men, then fine. But she couldn't. She wasn't very good. She if, if she had ivory skills and fucking China size, and she'd be or if she had ivory skills and Cole Bass's size, something like that. Imagine, right. then uh, fine, wrestle men, go for it. You'd kill men. Yeah, fucking no. stiff. That's what you want. <laughs> she got her ego got too big for her, and. You know, I think you know. I think the WrestleMania match with Ivory, yeah, she should have squashed her, but it was just all in the attitude of it. Yeah, uh, there's yeah, no need very for that to be a There's no need for that to be a title match either. I'm sorry we've been attacking China, Mikey. I know you felt a lot differently about it, but <laughs> it's um, not that I felt differently. I just didn't. I didn't see that at all. It's not how I saw it. So fair enough. It just like China looked great. I think China looked great in that, in the sense where the Ultimate Warrior looked great killing people. You know, like, yeah, he looked fantastic. Taz looked great when he was fucking dropping people out of their, head, out of their heads. He didn't Jeff, care. thanks, brother. <laughs> God damn it, gay Taz. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so we get our second sighting of invalid Linda McMahon. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Linda is only slightly less wooden than she normally is. <laughs> so that was all right. I loved her theme. Can I just throw that out Because it was the WrestleMania theme. It was the WrestleMania yeah. theme. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we... <laughs> We get the very depressed, dejected WCW crew show. And oh, I, man. This was, consisting this was sad. Consisting of Mike Sanders, Sean Stasiak, Stacey Keebler, Chavo Guerrero, Mark Jindrak, Lance Storm, Mike Awesome, Hugh Morris, and a shaggy-haired Johnny Ace. It just made me, again, we talked about before, the, and it, it's talked about to death, about the failure of the invasion. Mm-hmm. And this is your first big shot of, like, 
the WCW guys, and it's them. And it's not just that; it's that when Shane first pointed them out, they didn't, they couldn't find. They could have. Yeah, it was so. <laughs> it was like Shane didn't know where they were. And then by the time and they were like, like four, four minutes, minutes later, there. they're sitting there and they're Mike like, Sanders "Oh, and Stacey Abrams like was just like." His hand over his the eyes. most successful person in that goddamn group was Stacey Keebler. <laughs> yeah, but the most excited person in that group, Chavo Guerrero. He was mar- He did his job. He looked so excited for WCW. You know, um, you what see, am I looking at? Do you see how they're all very dejected and sad up there? Like they all look like they contemplating jumping. Are you going to say how they were supposed to be involved in the street fight? Sure am. All right, go for it. Um, they were all supposed to get involved in this match. They were supposed to help Shane McMahon win this match and have a substantial win for WCW. However. Go on. Old Sean Stasiak couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut and leaked it to the internet press. No! Wrestling. David Meltzer! The WCW guys are making a big run in during Shane versus Vince. Watch for it because it's happening and blah, blah, blah. In the morning of WrestleMania, they get found. And then Lex Luger walked up to him, shook his head, (laughs) and just walked away. (laughs) And said, I hate Dan Terry. Wow, uh, I forget which higher up was the one that chewed them all out. And they said, we're contemplating sending you back. We're just going to, you can just leave. We we weren't going to show you. Send you back where there's nowhere to go. (laughs) Exactly. Developmental, brother. They were going to be gone. Because Sean Stasiak leaked all that shit. They were going to use him at WWF. They were going to show him, like, rather, at WrestleMania. They were were just going to get nothing out of it. Wow. And, uh... They ended up saying, you can sit up in this box and we'll show you briefly. Sad. And that's why everyone is fucking unbelievably depressed. And Sean Stasiak is the cause for that and almost every other issue Sean Stasiak has ever had. <laughs> hey, he's perfect, Sean. <laughs> hey, when you live on planet Stasiak. Um, yeah, I remember I remember reading about the, the botched uh, WCW debut. Yeah, too bad, too. I mean, okay, I say too bad. Then again, spoiler alert, this street fight is the best fucking clusterfuck garbage match. Oh, I've, it's amazing. Like, what they did with it was fantastic. Not since Beulah and Fonzie did two yes. non-wrestlers have such a yes. phenomenal brawl. Absolutely. This match was booked to perfection. Ew. And, uh, <laughs> like, if the WCW guys did get involved, it might not have been as good as Especially it was. Especially if it was those WCW yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, two more. Oh, Is no. that Chavo Guerrero? <laughs> yeah. Mike Sanders? He hit his move, maybe. That Randy Orton stole. <laughs> oh, it's Mike Sanders. He's above average. Slightly. Um, it was weird for me to see Shane come out to No Chance in Hell. Yeah, I have that in my notes, yeah. Um, I'm so... Like programmed him coming out. It was no money. The money. It was money. Yeah, yeah. It didn't come out till uh, a couple WWF the music volumes later. Mm, that's just. It feels like it's always been a like a part of him. So it's just weird. Right, as long as he's been jumping off high shit, he's been yeah, doing, yeah. coming out there as the money. But. Um, yeah, this is the perfect clusterfuck garbage match. Um, rewatching it. Did we do the time on China and Ivory? Jake spoiled it and had said the time. Yeah. Oh, mm. so it's okay. Oh, by the way. I went to the bathroom during that. Something I wanted to mention, um, something else I took a picture of. I watched the Sunday Night Heat, right? Mm-hmm. And it included all the commercials. Humble brag. And if anyone <laughs> wanted to know what was on after Sunday Night Heat. Nope. Uh, Monk. At 8 p.m., it was the television show Fear. Ooh. And then after that, the Andy Dick Show. 
followed by MTV Cribs, which was a new thing at the time. Oh. So just a little thing that I left out of there. I prefer the Monster Mac Cribs. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, uh, Mick Foley, oh, guest referee for this match. Mick Foley, guest referee, who was also brought in at the last minute to be the referee for the match. Vince McMahon actually wanted Mick Foley to wrestle him at this show, and Mick Foley turned him down, and he said his relationship with Vince McMahon was never the same again. Can't imagine why. After he said no to him. I mean, he, said, he also said he uh, regrets not doing it. He said he, he, said he regretted it? Yes, he said he wishes he did. I mean, he had already whored himself out and came back for WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, we're going to make a difference so. now. Are those whales? <laughs> yeah, I speak whale. Hold on. Happy <laughs> whales. Does anybody else's heater do this? Anybody? <laughs> Listen, I live in a fucking shack. We're in the TWT STD. Just let it, <laughs> like... Why do you have to, like, question? Uh, Don't make it such a thing. <laughs> hey, hey stay on it. <laughs> the jukebox turned on. That's amazing. So guess referee Mick Foley Jeez, comes You're not talking there. in the microphone. Jay-Z has a jukebox. Uh, what? You were not talking into the microphone. I was talking. <laughs> Let the heater talk. <laughs> you are the heater. <laughs> so Vince comes out. Also me? to no chance in hell. <laughs> I'm happy Real show of solidarity. I'm happy uh, Mick Foley came out in the middle between them. So yes, thank God. Split up the music. <laughs> Smart. Should have just kept it playing. Like this match was perfect because I remember, like, when I was as I'm rewatching it, I'm like, oh man, these guys don't have much to do. Like, nope. But they wasted no time in getting out of the ring and immediately into the fucking just like Vince started assaulting his, each other. Yeah, Vince started with his angry father offense right off the bat. <laughs> Where he wasn't slapping him in the face, he was slapping him. Um, what could only be described as upside the head. What Tripolicious calls it. It's what Tripolicious calls rearranging the furniture. <laughs> he was, he was, he was giving him that old, that you know, that dad slap where he hits you once and you're not expecting to get hit from the other direction, and then there it comes. Hey, uh, so hey, Eddie, you want to go out? Hey, Eddie, you want to go out tonight? Oh, sorry, dog, I had to go rearrange the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Eat some fucking mayonnaise sandwiches and fucking rearrange the furniture. Um, um, there was a sign in the crowd while Vince and Shane were brawling outside of McMahonFigures.com. Yeah, I did really, you check this website? Dead link. I, I have now a uh, virus on my computer. <laughs> there was also redirects to the 1996 Space Jam. <laughs> oh, oh, it's amazing. I also saw a sign that Vince, Vince should buy Texas. Oh, I did see that one as well. I'm, if we're going to just bring up signs that we saw. <laughs> Jake will turn to the sign section of his notes. Yeah, hold on, let me find this. It was during the uh, hardcore copious. title match. Is it um, a notebook for each event? Basically. <laughs> um, Blake Watts got a sign. Good old Blake Watts. <laughs> I was happy for him. When you're in trouble, you call BW. Also, uh, Chris is gay. <laughs> I mean, he is. Well, yeah. I mean, like, are you uh, saying that or was that a sign? That was a sign. <laughs> I thought you were just calling your shots. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't out Chris like that. Oh, all right. Well, Chris, you're safe for now. For now. <laughs> okay, it's wink. Indiscriminate. Yeah. Um. At least Chris isn't alone, because also, uh, Triple H is gay. <laughs> <laughs> 2001. 2001. Very homophobic. We did, we very homophobic in 2001. <laughs> did not plan that. Just so many signs. <laughs> gay. <laughs> Ultimate insult back then. I have, I have, it was just your name pointed down. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I have a question for you guys. Shoot. Who do you think is in the back of Gorilla? And Trish is like, 
I need my tits oiled up. Who do you think's making that call? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll help you with that. Not Pat Patterson. She came out to ringside wheeling Trish, uh, wheeling Linda down, and her rack is just ready to be put it in. It's always like very that's, oily and greasy. That's not oily. In a good that's way. Just, that's just but, sweat from people staring down her top. <laughs> like they did the, they did the vignette, and Trish is walking back. Trish is walking back there, and it's not oiled up. So it was oiled up in between, in between the time of going into Gorillas. I'll just say this. I'll say this. In my in my in my mind, uh huh. It's Lita. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say Linda. Oh, he was like, I got Linda's that. Linda's in a comatose oh. state. You Do you remember two thousand and one? The exclusive shower video. Lita Sable, Trish Stratus, Tori Wilson, Hot XXX. So yeah, I got a lot of viruses on that as well. <laughs> Prodigy with that was so mad at me. Oh, check out the new DX cane with his green outfit. <laughs> it happened. God damn it, it happened. <laughs> So Shane comes back on Vince. Uh, Stephanie stops Shane from dropping the elbow until he she pulls Vince off of the table. That was a great. That was a great spot. That was great because it that was the first time he did it. And what it reminded me of, it reminded me of the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens deal. Yes, yeah, yeah, very much recently. so. I was like, that's like you know, nice callback. Well, it was great because I mean, again, kind of rewatching this, it just brought back all those awesome memories of the original, and you're like. Well, he's just going to fuck up Stephanie. She's like, all right, you don't want to get out of the way? Fuck it. I'm going to yeah. hit you, too. Yeah, like, and then she's like, yoink. Thinking back, they did so much stuff that as a kid, um, it was like shit I'd never seen before. Between the TLC match later and then like Shane doing the elbow drop from the top to right. the table. I thought the that coast was to coast. Cool. Yeah, the coast to coast. Yeah. And like these are things I'm like, this is, Van Terminator, this is one of the most will. insane pay-per-views I'd seen. Because I was 11 years old. Finale. And I'm like, this is craziness. There's nothing's ever going to top this. I remember thinking that. Because think about, Valley, think about all the matches that have had come after this. The different Shane and Vince matches. Vince versus Stephanie. Like all these different permutations was, uh, and all Vince, these. Was uh, Shane and Kurt Angle after this? Uh, 2001 King of the Ring, I think. So it must right? have been, right? Yeah. With the fucking glass. Um, but like Dope. all these things that came after has never topped this one Vince versus Shane match. So that's top right. that. Top that. <laughs> what you think about that? Mike Davis hats. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hat on right now, guys. That's why his hats. Um, but that's why I think of like in the series finale type of like style. Like it's just. This was always building to this encounter between Shane versus Vince, and they shoved everybody into it and did this big, this, giant this, thing. This really did just wrap up everything. Really, it, this match really tied the room together. If you never watched it again, this would be like, you got it. You got everything you'd possibly need fucking out of this. Trish fucking turns on Vince, slaps him. And then brawls with Stephanie in those boots. <laughs> in those boots. Like, how does she chase? Steph gives the fucking slap of the world to Mick Foley. And yeah, yep. she does. And like she, Mick Foley looks at her and she's like, "I gotta get out of here." Mick yeah. Foley was about to cut a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it was the Ronda Rousey reaction, slap and try to run. And then Vince is fucking like Shane's still dead, which is awesome. He's just still selling all yeah. oh, that table. Yeah. The table, yeah. And great. Vince sees fucking <laughs> Linda with just a folding. And then you, see, goes, you, you bitch. The camera zooms in while he's <laughs> saying that, and I love Jer. I think he just he just called his mother <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking phenomenal. It was so good. And then uh, fucking Mick Foley comes into the frame out of nowhere. Don't you do it, man. Don't you do it. Don't you dare. <laughs> the fucking chair. He Just kills him. He kills, kills him, him with the chair. Molly Rocks him. Unprotected chair shots yeah. on the show. Amazing. Good Attitude old days. Era. Good old days. Yeah, right? And now my favorite fucking spot of the match. Oh. 
Vince McMahon picks Linda up out of her wheelchair, <laughs> puts her in the ring. I thought he sits her on the apron. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, well, it's, work her slowly. It's like, and she's like, should I fall? Should I sit here? Like, uh, it's like lip. Annabelle the doll. It's she's just, like, should I let my eyelid fall? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Oh, stroke face. Cool. Gets her into the ring, sets her up into the corner, sits her in the chair. Yep. Brings fucking Shane back in there, throws all the garbage cans. A of garbage cans. Way too many garbage cans. One of which definitely hits Shane, like, in the ankle. (laughs) I love when people, I want to say people, but it's almost exclusively, like, like Sandman, <laughs> just pitches shit into the ring. It's just New Jack. head, ankle, yeah. like wrist. I think it was after Vince hits Shane with one of the trash cans when he starts throwing them out of the ring towards the commentary. Team. Oh yeah, he almost hits Paul Heyman with one. A couple, of, and I almost feel like he just fucking did that on purpose, like a receipt you for fucking Paulie. Like know he did, motherfucker. This <laughs> <laughs> <Just for> ECW. <laughs> And Paul just kind of looks at. You can see him on camera. He's like, "Thank you, sir. May I have another?" He knows who's cashing those. Thank you for the paycheck. Exactly. I'd like to continue. And now that my favorite fucking spot. He's the regular blood sugar level JC Mark. (laughs) Vince screams at. Watch this. Watch what happens. I'm gonna do it. Holds up that fucking trash can. Pop of the fucking soul window sits up. Rise from your grave. Amazing pop. Ashley specifically watched this pop. This is one of the largest pops I can remember ever existing. We're all sitting here and we're gushing about this, right? From a a fucking 60-year-old woman standing up. My (laughs) girlfriend... Mind you, uh-huh. hated every fucking uh, second. What? Oh, what? Uh, the McMahons are trash and ridiculous. They're I mean, Marnies. Like, they oh, didn't have to do any of that. Now, that's what happened after she wait. watched the match? <laughs> <laughs> so where is she wrong? Uh, uh, no, she's she, right. She, just, uh, she couldn't get... I'm like, but did you see the reaction when she stood up? That was the whole thing. She didn't like Vince getting his comeuppance? Well, because she never saw the she build saw up the comeuppance. Yeah, she never saw it. Vince All she sees is the... She sees the literally stroking himself via storyline. Mm. That's all this was. Right, but this is year... So since anything he wanted to do because he could. Vince turned here after Survivor Series 97 if you really think about it this is the culmination of all that and that goes to later the night as well his peak of power it goes towards the main event but even with this this was like this is his comeuppance you're right this is where he finally everything happened so I get where Katie would probably watch this and be like to a a non-fan and somebody who doesn't watch it it wasn't I was disappointed that she didn't see it as special as I did yeah that bums me out it bums me out but think about if that was the first time you really sat down maybe a few times and you just saw a 60 year old stand up out of a chair and everyone's like ah like, what the person's like, look, she's standing. <laughs> <laughs> See? But that giggles making appearance on the podcast. Like, I got goosebumps watching yeah. Lane McMahon stand. You just be happy that Katie has many more redeeming qualities. Yes. That she's gonna be okay not getting into the McMahon thing. Listen, I I mean I get it. I get it, but holy shit, was this just it? It was made, funny. Like, okay, so I was wa- so at this point, I was watching it at work, and I'm at work, and I'm in a suite full of like eight or nine other coworkers. Oh they don't listen. And I have my ear, I have my headphones on, so no one can hear. I'm just watching on a laptop and looking like, like you're working, looking like I'm working. And all of a sudden, Linda gets up, and I'm just like. I have a giant smile <laughs> on my face, and I'm just like, I like fist pump. I'm like, fuck, 
And one of them, <laughs> one of my coworkers, like just looks out of the corner of his eye and then turns around. And he's, and he's just, he's like, what are you? He just, he like, you good? Bro? He thought you were watching like the final four. And just watching some porn. Yeah, no, money shot. He's like, oh, you watching the game? And I'm like, no, yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this fucking thing was amazing. And then fucking Foley coming in after the nut shot and fucking getting his comeuppance on fucking yeah, Vince. Yeah, got his like receipt on him. Like, and then the fucking van term. Uh, I'm sorry, coast to coast. Van coast to coast. But my girlfriend was very impressed with that. She didn't think it was humanly possible. She didn't understand what was going to happen, what he was trying to do, and didn't think what what he did would be possible. He's and twenty feet. Then did she go? God damn it, Kevin Dunn, get the right camera shot. <laughs> Um, As we all were. JC, how long did that match feel to you? Um, let's go. So, for, are we talking bell to bell, or are we um, talking like minutes and seconds? <laughs> from, 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 when, from when Shane comes it's out. bell to bell. Like, so we're not talking about like Shane's promo or anything no, else. No, no, just about bell. bell to bell. I didn't bell print bell. out the footnotes for these times. So. Oh, okay, all right. Um, let's I go. Print out the spark notes. Let's go twenty-two minutes. Fourteen twelve. Oh, all right. So you're probably thinking of all the other guys. I'm thinking of so all the other guys. You're probably not that far off together. at all, schmuzzle. But I'll tell you what, man. Fourteen minutes. That's perfect. This was the perfect fucking garbage match. Uh, so we're all in agreement that the favorite spot was Linda standing up. <laughs> yeah, it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, we don't even have to go around the table. <laughs> and it's funny because it's not even like a uh, like a one spot match. There's a lot of great shit that happens. Oh, absolutely. And but then Linda standing up was uh, the crowd. The, the crowd. Yeah. That was 16. a WrestleMania moment. Yes. Well, that's what, and Callan, I think that's what you're saying. Where like, yeah, mania moment. And it's one that match from a technical standpoint was garbage. It's they one just that I think slugged each other and jumped off things, but the moments make it happen. It's a WrestleMania moment that I think has been lost in time, though. It's not yeah. one you'd because see. of everything that's been muddied since then. It's not one you see. Because Linda, nonsensical it's a heel turn, sixty-year-old woman standing out of a chair. But like, the, it's hard to how do you show if you don't know the means. Yeah, you know. Because this was also during the the McMahon Helmsley regime and all like so the, like but the, like but now you think about it, the authority Vince and like these things that just keep on going Shane and Daniel Bryan on Smack like these things just never end Vince's face like he saw a ghost when when he turned around and Linda and I love the continuity that Trish turned on Vince. Because she was sick of doing all that shit, so that's the reason that Linda's no longer sedated. Yes, she was the one sedated. You, the the ex- you gave her the extra pills to right. sedate her, huh? So good. It's just so smart. Everything led to inventing as her. the world turns. Oh. So, yeah, very much so. Linda gets shit on a lot for her abilities. Or lack, in the ring or lack thereof, but when she stands up and she walks towards Vince and she, she's, 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 going, she's grinning her hand. She looks like the, she's going to murder him. Do you know that clip of that old woman that wants to claw out Hulk Hogan's eyes? That's in the WCW crowd. She's just Linda's much better in the non-speaking role, is what it is. You're fired. Yeah, just the, she's like, watch me cut this grapefruit. Go away. <laughs> She's like choppy, choppy, pee pee. <laughs> Wait, was that her? Uh, yeah, I think all right. So, yeah. Down, 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 down. so uh, what, <laughs> gonna, what can you follow that up with other than <laughs> TL fucking C two electric boogaloo? <laughs> if you notice during the last match, the ladders and chairs or the ladders and tables were already lining the entrance way. They gotta get rid of so them. They're already ready. Only so much time between matches. Edge Christian and the Dudley Boys. And the Hardy Boys. Yeah, they were in there. <laughs> so I heard. <laughs> they do some things in there. What? What a! 
this is this is also something that it took my breath away as a kid. It blew my mind. I took ne- my breath away watching it, it now. I, yeah. It didn't make sense that people were doing what these people were doing in this match. Like, it was insanity all around. It was ungodly. And one of the things I love best about this with the commentary, without even any of the matches starting yet, was Polly mentioning Big Daddy Dudley mm-hmm. when the Dudley yep. boys came out. Several times. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we were talking about Mike Sparta's shows earlier. AG, uh, Anthony Green, like alumni of three-way theater. Humble brag. He, uh, he went to a Sparta show once because they were saying the Dudleys were going to be there. And it was Big Dick Side Dudley guy. and some other Dud- some other guy calling himself Dudley. I would have been fucking psyched if Big Dick Dudley was there. <laughs> I'm yeah. AG was psyched if Big Dick Dudley. <laughs> Good man, AG. Um, I think it's amazing that this match still holds up 18 years later. I mean, how could it not? I mean, it's I, just it it's think, this of, has think of all the ladder moments. matches that came after this, and it's still the top. And the pinnacle. Well, they tried. Mm. And they tried to do those. They tried to top it, and they just never could. I feel like this match set the bar as far as like stunts, and then Jericho and Benoit set the bar on ladder matches as far as like quality and well, psychology. Then, and then when they finally introduced the Money in the Bank, they tried to kind of recalibrate the type yeah. of garbage match that they were doing with like just these, car crash, yeah, wrestling, yeah. This match is like. 65% of the My Sacrifice video. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, it's it's incredible like how many different just insane maneuvers happened both on purpose and accidentally. <laughs> that was just like it, it yeah. was like just six dudes and eventually nine yep. people just going so, out there and fucking giving people their money's worth. That goes back to my whole series finale thing. If you go back to WrestleMania 2000, was the triangle ladder match between the three tag teams, which then led to SummerSlam, which was the original TLC, which then brought us to this match. And building on that with the extra supporting characters that were introduced for each team. Well, uh, it's basically it's a movie sequel. It's a movie yeah. sequel. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and they're introducing fucking all these new sequels and, and shit. And I think the I think the all the workers ha- are to thank for that. I don't think this yes. was something that like. No, I mean you look. They thought about on a long term scale. They're like, no, this is what no. We look do. not only not. what those nine individuals did before that, plus and um, at the time. Think about what they've all done since. Like every single one of them has been involved in some form or fashion for a very long time. Plus, uh, Michael Hayes was the agent for this and helped them out immensely. So I think he should get. Oh, absolutely! Uh, you well. wouldn't expect anything less from yeah. you know a guy used to multi-man. You know. Yeah, shit. but it's weird seeing him plan anything out featuring bumps. <laughs> Again, that goes back to the workers in the match. Yeah, it's like, I'm, why don't you do that bump, and then I'll stand over here. I mean, again, I think it's impossible to really kind of... This was just a spectacle. Okay, so the match starts... God damn it. <laughs> I think I think it's something that every pro wrestling fan should see. If you haven't seen it, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, like, I'm Todd Harris. There's <laughs> only a three years old or something. There's always the talk about, you know, sequels living up to the originals and shit like that. And it's like they did such a fantastic mm-hmm. job where they, not, you know... The original is still what it is and still such a fantastic piece of work, but this one just adds a new layer to it. Well, it's, it's not a replacement. It's not a one-up. It's just like a new level. It's so difficult to follow this match 
because it gave you so many of the spots that you see in ladder matches today. Yeah, the right. modern day. Well, this was like this was like the fucking the early film. Like you know, this was like this is the original. And but not only that, it was at the like while they were uh, all that was happening. Each team was staying true to themselves. Yes. It wasn't right. contrived. It wasn't forced. It just flowed so naturally because each team like had such a different style. So you could have the Hardys jumping off shit. You could have the Dudleys fucking throwing shit. You could have Edge Christian swinging shit and, fucking... and doing the smarmy. Like, it was just, it, it was so natural and mm -hmm. they blended just so like, if well If you replaced together. one of the teams, it wouldn't have been as good. Exactly. No. Oh, no. Was this, exactly. And they've done that and it never was better. Yeah. Was this the one where the next night I'd rather got the standing ovation or was that from the first one? That was from the ladder match between Edge and Christian right. and the Hardy Boys from No. Oh, that was just the two of them. I think. Wow. Yeah, that was the tit. The Terry wow. Invitational wow. Tournament. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, which was referenced really? by Jim Ross in this match. He referenced this ladder match. And I, again, when I talk about the history and I talk about the series finale aspect of it, it just was the payoff to everything that I had been watching as a, as a kid going to the Attitude Era and seeing this giant finale. Also mentioned by Jim Ross, Lita jerking edge off. I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> oh, that, like, I mean, there was always, now looking back on it, watching it now. The, Fucking J.R. Stradamus. Those undertones <laughs> and, like, oh, I know now what I didn't know then. Yeah. And it was just, like, you kind of smirked to yourself a little bit and a lot of inside winks yeah. and nods. Um, and just, like, you know, like I said, just... Looking at what everybody's done since then, it's just, it's incredible. Christian uh, told a story on his podcast. Um, about John Cena Sr.? <laughs> yeah, fucking hilarious. Here, Chipu. Uh, no, uh, uh, talking about TLC2, and uh, you guys noticed the bump that Christian took in this match. Is it when he goes off the ladder and, and falls to the outside? Back just bumps to, to the, the ground? Christian bumps off ladder to outside. Yep. Well, so the bump wasn't supposed to happen like Clearly. that. Clearly. No shit. And <laughs> he come in, he was perfectly fine. He was okay. Um, somehow, he didn't kill himself. And he comes to the back and uh, coming up right behind him, like, Grabbing him and being like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Was Who Kane? Oh. <laughs> Kane, the most passive, nicest guy in the locker room, chill, and like he was like, "What are you doing? Are you are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Don't be a fucking idiot. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> and Kane and Christian don't get along. If you've ever heard the Edge of Christian podcast before, like they just they're like they like to fuck with him. They like yeah. to fuck with him. They've done a lot of like, like they. Like Christian like ran up to Kane. He's like, "Yo, Kane, Kane, Kane!" And he ran up and he just sack tapped him. Ran up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was one of the things I recently listened to it and I'm just bringing it up. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, great, we're gonna watch this match." That spot he just like was keeps crazy. falling. That really I was Riley so Coyote. many times. I was like, "How he did didn't really actually happen? cripple himself is amazing." He pauses in midair, holds up a Yelp sign, and then falls to the ground. <laughs> but that, I mean, watching this match, like you kind of realize why the dudes in it are in the condition they're in now. Hello, right? Jeff Hardy. Hello, Jeff Hardy. They're all in their fucking like, late thirties. I none of them could fucking wrestle. I know anymore. right here is Jeff Hardy going to Jeff Hardy. Like that was all this was. It it's, was. It was so funny to see Jeff like, Hardy let before me find something high and jump. Before Jeff Hardy needed to 
um, land full force on the people. Like he could still like. I don't know. Around. He fucking killed uh, Spike. Spike. He hit him with the elbow. I don't know why Spike was on the outside. <laughs> it should have been Rhino. Rhino on the Rhino, outside. Rhino, whose table doesn't break, and he goes, "I just fought." <laughs> <off." laughs> and then he's and then he gets to then he gets a cool little fork <laughs> with the <little laughs> table. Meanwhile, Spike's just fucking Ed. Jeff Hardy's sitting on Spike. Spike definitely got his fucking two front teeth knocked out by Jeff Hardy's elbow from that spot. Oh my God. <laughs> Just he's poor Spike. I'm so glad they replayed it so I didn't have to play it over again. Cause yeah, you see fucking Spike just touching his fucking lips, looking for his teeth. You see that trademark looking around with your teeth, with your tongue, just. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan was like, "Oh fuck!" Slides down. I was like, "That was a rough one, right?" <laughs> we got him, Spike. <laughs> Spike, come in my fort. We're insane. <laughs> No leaders allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you let lead a Ford in. <laughs> we said no leaders. No leader Ford. They brought in a Lita Cola. They couldn't let in Lita. <laughs> oh man. He giggles. We're here. Oh, we're not even at the main event. Oh, I um, love this match. So let's just go through our Favorite fucking spot, spot of the yeah. match. Yeah. I mean, is it is this another question that we have to? I think we can all say um, our favorite spot has to be the biggest spot in the entire match. Well, what what is your big? Well, you tell me. I know. I know what you. I don't know. don't know. Everybody, blurt it out. Ready? One, two, three. Because all right, let's want let's just Mikey spear off the ladder. Kellen, yeah, it was a super spear. That was the coolest fucking thing huh, I've ever Mine's seen. different. Mine's the pier off the ladder. Oh wait, sorry, <laughs> it's spear. No, you guys are right. It was a spear off. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's my typo. My my fault. What? So no, wait. First off, if if you left the s off, it would be pear, not pier. <laughs> I I also spelt it wrong. I spell it s p e e r, so it's fine. Don't worry. You you can't read or write, can you? I I never learned how to read. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? And oh, I'd wow. just like to say, what would have been my spot of the match if Jeff Hardy was able to successfully walk across yes. the ladders? I, I have ladder awesome. walk spot botched. I also have awesome. a, a note I made here. It says it was. This was a match of moments. Is what yeah. this was. It was just one moment after another after another, and that's what I said. Like going back to those videos that they packaged. Yeah, the fucking swanton. From yeah, the, the top swanton line. off the ladder. Matt, Matt and the double, double yes. tables. Matt, Matt and I was gonna say that's another very underrated spot in this match is the distance that Matt and Devon. Uh, Devon Bubba. No, it was Bubba had to jump to make those, those to make those yes. tables. Holy shit! And do and you disintegrated. How are you yeah. supposed to know how much you're supposed how to jump, when you're go. supposed to jump? Right. Fuck. They actually brought in Bill Nye to figure out the exact... The science guy? Bill! Bill! Bill Nye the science guy. He's got flashbacks to 2014. <laughs> like 2012. Well, well, we're doing a show about 2001. Sorry, we couldn't afford Bill Nye. We got Beekman. Oh, I'm Beekman! <laughs> and Lester the Rat. <laughs> Uh, so we, um, Speaking Rhino, of 2012, I've taken my pants off. That's yeah! exactly what I meant. Rhino carries Edge up the ladder on his shoulders. Genius. Great. So we have new tag team champions. And, and again, I think Christian win every yes. one of these ladder matches. Yes. That's Which one I thing. love. That's one thing I will say, and this might be just like, this is very, very nitpicky. I felt like the end could have gone a little bit. I feel like they could have stretched more out of it. Yeah. That's all like a very nitpicky 
kind of thing. I'm afraid they would be dead. If they had to do anything else. I just no, I mean like just time yeah, no, like I just gone you. slower. If yeah. they just moved slower and built a little bit more drama, I felt it could have just added more to it. I agree. Yeah. I just don't begrudge them wanting to get Yeah, exactly. No, like, I, at that to, point like you're just bring, because at this point home. you pretty much made a masterpiece. You like to go like to like mess with it any more than yeah, that. I call fucking, it a disaster piece because oh. I'm a big Heidenreich fan. <laughs> you sure are. Uh all right, we got a whole. We got every contestant to talk about in this next match. So. Hold on, uh, GC, how long did I match for right, you? Excuse me, sorry. Um, eighteen minutes, fifteen forty-seven. Okay. Wow. Uh, we got our. We got a video of hyping fan access. Was yeah, it the first be, access? This was, I believe, the first. Well, of its, its name, yes. access. They used to have fan fests, which I was at WrestleMania eleven. Me too, baby. Me too. If you actually watch the Survivor Series right before WrestleMania, <laughs> got done. This. They uh, they page my grandfather. They go. Paging Frank Desmond. This is my house. <laughs> it's my life. When you page it's him. my life he's talking about. <laughs> yes, they paged yeah, My house. Get it? Page. Um, I have something Wrestling. to say. I don't really have notes for every entry on this. <laughs> Thank God. Thank I just, goodness. my literally, my notes are the lists of the, of the entrance and like two things. Um, I did laugh during Access, uh, the XFL training center I, yeah. that they had there. Very 2001. Which is going to be great in 2020 when they have that again at the next. Uh, <laughs> you kick for 20 yards. You could be a fucking starter. Um, I also loved the. Yeah, go demons forever. <laughs> the inserts of the fans and uh, uh, my favorite. Uh, I got a picture with Lita and uh, uh, also with Kane. And uh, my mom gave me five dollars and dropped me off at the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe someone paid me two hundred dollars for a personalized Mr. Sacco, and I'm actually scalping these two tickets to WrestleMania for two hundred dollars. Now the two hundred dollars for Sacco are going to go directly to Make a Wish, but the two hundred dollars for the tickets are going directly in the Mick Foley Pizza Fund. <laughs> it's going right in my pocket. <laughs> um, so at the next match, we have the WWF Gimmick Fan Battle Royal. Mean Gene, originally uh, they changed his music for his entrance. It originally came out to Tutti Fruity. Is that why it was a? Uh it was a wacky. Did they also um, overdub Heenan's music? No, Heenan's music was the correct music. Okay, which is weird because there, there was a cut. Yes. Between Mean Gene getting there, yeah. There were some. There were a few weird audio Editing, yeah. throughout the event that I noticed. Um, we get a big surprise appearance by Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, big surprise. So much. I. They, uh, so much. Apparently, they kept that a surprise too. It warmed. He was so happy, <sighs> and it warmed my heart to see him back in the WWF. There, and being there was, with Gene, there was points where you see them watching the match with just genuine smiles. smiles. Just smiles. sitting there, like looking out. The opposite of Jim Ross and Jr. at the Manhattan Center. I loved fucking. <laughs> I loved fucking Bobby ribbing Gene and calling him Tony. Yes, yes. that was so good. Like, oh my god. Like I, t- I at first I thought I'm like I should write down some Heenan quotes, and then I'm like I'll never. I just enjoyed like, I would it. Write everything he it said. Will now. never stop. Yeah. Um. Originally, uh, King Kong Bunny and Honky Tonk Man were con- contacted to be in this match. They did not uh, take part. Arby's did not give them the time off. Um, <laughs> Corporal Kirshner was not only announced, he was also in the original match graphic for the uh, Battle Royal next to Sergeant oh, yeah. Slaughter. Oh, so Corporal me. Kirshner was, he was my to pick. Be part of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he was... Uh, Car accident. <laughs> Corporal Kirshner was supposed to be a part of it. He uh, was not used... There was 19 men in this battle royal, um, and uh, one chicken. The, the 20th. <laughs> you are a fucking roll right now. Fucking the 20th entrant 
was due to be Gilberg. Wayne oh. Gill says he was three seconds bef- away from walking through the curtain. They were about to play his music after Sergeant Slaughter, and then they stopped him and said, "We're in talk. To, uh, we're in talks with Goldberg, so we're actually gonna not do this." So he was about to walk through the fucking curtain, yeah, and they're like, "We have scared. Goldberg on the phone." <laughs> we're talking That's to- true. Uh, it. Uh, Dwayne Gill said that in an interview, and he's gotten the hashtag. Um, like it was like it's Gilberg and WrestleMania or something like that where he wants his first he wants to finally be able to walk through the curtain at WrestleMania because of WrestleMania 17 that was taken from him. Sorry, not that that's happen. not gonna happen. Andrew Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Remember when Tatanka was there? No, <laughs> he was just there. <laughs> that is. True. There was also that one strange Chinese guy that was in there too. Remember yeah, him? Fucking no one knew who he was. He was like just like the first Chinese like, signee no, ever. Yeah, I'm not gonna say a name because I'll get yeah. You know, I'm not open that can of worms, but yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, so so that happened. It's okay, so we did not get. I would have loved if Gilbert had come out. Yeah, <laughs> great. This match was also, was uh, originally just an April Fool's joke. Where they announced it and showed a graphic. And they weren't going to do it, right? No, they just featured a graphic with guys that worked as part of the WWF, like Brother Love, Hillbilly Jim, all these guys that were there, but not. they weren't going to really do it until the buzz got so big for it, they were forced to do it. Wow. Also, this was originally titled The Fabulous Moolah <laughs> Gimmick Battle Royal. And uh, they were also percent of everybody's paycheck went to her. Yeah. yeah. They were forced to change that. Uh, what's your favorite spot, guys? Let me uh, go through the rundown. All right, tell us who all the entrants are. Don't you Yeah, I'm going to say who the entrants are. Okay. So we have the Bushwhackers, Duke the Dumpster Drozy, Iron Sheik. Garbage man. <laughs> Sheiky baby. By the time the Iron Sheik reaches the ring, it will be WrestleMania 37. That's the one <laughs> quote I wrote. <laughs> it was 38, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Earthquake, The Goon, Doink the Clown, Kamala, Kim Chi, and Harvey Whippleman, uh, Repo Man, Jim Cornette, Nikolai Volkov, Michael Hayes, the one-man gang who was originally supposed to appear as Akeem the African Dream, but he had lost so much weight the outfit didn't fit him anymore. Aww, man. So he was going to be Akeem, but they had to pull it. If Slick wasn't there, it wouldn't have mattered. He would have probably came out to Jive Soul, bro. Right. Mm, awesome. um, gobbledygooker. 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 Get it right. <laughs> gobbledygooker. No, it, it's gobbledygooker. But in the graphic, it's gobbledygooker. No, first oh. of all, it's disorder. <laughs> That's what I'm stack deck. <laughs> um, I, I, I all, I'm, all, I'm almost positive they misspelled Nikolai Volkov's name. They it's misspelled probably. a lot. Um, we got tugboat, hillbilly Jim, brother love, Sergeant Slaughter. So those are our. And then I, I mean, I was. I was happy with who, who, who was who actually made it into the match. I thought it was crazy that you had uh, Paulie at ringside and Jim Cornette and Bruce Br- like just all and these Bobby diff- all these different great yeah, like wow. managers and mind- like just yeah, so many minds. Jim Cornette was actually there for a WWE developmental meeting with uh, Les Thatcher from Heartland Wrestling and hmm. the WWF guys. And uh, Jim Cornette's like, man, me and you should be in there. And then me and uh, talking to Brother Love, he's like, me and you should go in there. Just go off in the corner together, and then we won't get hurt. And then uh, Bruce Pritchard's like, you want to be in it? And Jim Cornette's like, yeah, why not? And then they immediately hurt each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved the fact that basically Iron Sheik had to win this match because By he default. couldn't go over the yeah. <laughs> yeah. He physically could not. 
my survive the, going over the top rope. My spot of the match was Nikolai Volkov and uh, the Iron Sheik actually teaming up. <laughs> like they uh, they initially just started fighting people together. I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that. Uh, mine would be Earthquake eliminating Tugboat. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, my actual spot would probably be on commentary where Mean Gene Oakland reveals his love of auto asphyxiation. Wrap this quarter on my neck a few more times. <laughs> and then I'll be happy. <laughs> like, holy shit. That got, like, this got real fucking interesting. <laughs> about, about five years ago, he got my mother in law. About eight years ago, he got my mother in law. <laughs> So good. Um, so, JC, how long did this match feel to you? <laughs> um, before you say that, I want to say real quick, Repo Man, just getting there for what that payday. Genius. Fucking was out of there immediately. Just <laughs> ran across the room and was gone. <laughs> bell rings. I swear, he was up for the bell rings. Kelly Thomas of the WWE. <laughs> he stole the match. <laughs> um, it was, what, three minutes? Three minutes and seven seconds. Nice. All right. Well, here's another question for you. JC, how long did the entrances feel to you? <laughs> um, I'd say the entrances probably went longer than the match. Let's That's n- without a question. <laughs> five minutes. The entrances went eight minutes wow. and 55 wow. seconds. Almost thrice. And that is Almost not including thrice. Bobby Heenan and Minji. Wow. wow. And I also, they were so quick to fucking cut away from Oakland and uh, Heenan. Oh, they didn't fuck around. Like, Jim Ross you just like, got halfway down next match for new package. I love when Mean Gene was trying to talk to um, JR and Paul Heyman, and they had already signed up. They're like, <laughs> no, they were like, uh, stay perfectly still. Only I may dance. How bad do you think that Michael Hayes had to beg to get on this? Um, he I got think huge props, so I feel like they were gonna Texas. I think once, I think once they I let Brit they realized realize they were gonna do it. I think he's like, do 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 it. If you can let Brother Love and Jim Cornette yeah, exactly. in there, you gotta exactly. let Michael Hayes. In but Prince always hated the Michael Hayes character, so I'm just surprised. Doc Hendricks. I yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would have been the ultimate series finale if Doc Hendricks <laughs> showed up for Young Jason. Be back. You're in the event center. So we get uh, Triple H versus The Undertaker. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. And this is when I realized they fucking left in the copywritten music. Surprisingly, yeah. But not Tutti Fruity from fucking Mean Gene. See, but the, the, that's the wrestling gonna be some, album. It's going to be the wrestling album because they won't play Country Boy for any other Oh my god, version. I hate that. Yeah, it's <laughs> really bad. I hate, it. I hate that. Couldn't Could you come up with a better generic hillbilly theme? No, it's the worst. And it, don't go messing with the country boys. Great. I Don't agree. go messing with the country boys. Um, this match was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I mean, I've known this match my entire life, and I gotta say, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, I think I think it suffers from being um, a match. With all these other insane matches that we see before it. And I think that it just, I think it was a great match. Kind of like that Shane Douglas Pitbull thing where maybe it would have been received better if it wasn't surrounded by so many Here's the thing, received better because the crowd was hot as fuck for it. It The crowd was hot for everything all night. um, All night. They were pissed when Doink got eliminated. (laughs) They they were were. so (laughs) mad. Weren't you? (laughs) Um... I would say, again, if I go back to my series finale analogy, 
two of the bigger stars of the WWF, you know, they weren't fighting for a title, and they were just saying, who's the fucking premier guy of the WWF? And I thought that was perfect for this, and I think, you know, again, again discounting the fact that this is the one of three WrestleMania matches they would end up having with each other, um, this is this is a great little fucking match that they had. Yeah, I thought it was a good... Uh, I love when they when they start off brawling they break the ghetto fucking spanish table that they had set <laughs> they just set up a plain uh, just a folding, folding table, table. Via con Dios. after uh, lemmy's botched lyrics my uh there's the uh ghetto yep. and it was broken <laughs> immediately <laughs> my girlfriend context, it looks racist said that she didn't know that the undertaker was a ginger and that would explain why he doesn't have a soul. Oh, wow. That is amazing Vince, conspiracy theory. Signer. Wow. She's going to get nominated for Peaky for that. <laughs> she said that her agent won't allow it. Oh. Also, her agent is Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy drives a hard bargain. <laughs> a hard barkin. Oh! I asked her what uh, how she wanted things to go, and she said, Ralph! <laughs> Just the way your mother loves. Um, typical attitude error, though, in this match of them brawling out. So, watching this live, yes, I remember that when Triple H took the big choke slam off the truss that they were on. Yep, the shot was completely showing him landing on the on crash pad. Very, very soft, cushy material. Very and then Undertaker then jumped onto him. But and it looked on the better. same. So soft you're saying material. the original broadcast, the original broadcast, broadcast shows it. To like you see him just, yes. yeah. In this broadcast, they cut away, and it looks much more it's devastating. Like he's it into an abyss. It looks much more devastating in this that? network version. Oh, abyss. Yeah. What are you guys doing? More abyss. Like Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, I also remember that. Like very soft landing, very mm-hmm. crash pad. And then uh, in this one, Undertaker dropping the elbow over there made it even more clear yeah. that it was like, padding. Yeah, because, like, yeah, I want to do that. Especially after all the crazy stuff that was just done before, and these guys are... Now, had they just done a wide angle and there's a choke slam from far away, it would have looked amazing. It would have been... Because the crowd is losing their fucking minds Because it looks like he just disappears, and it's cool from that point, but I'll never forget that out of my head watching it live. Yeah, I'm with you. I remember that, too. You know, Mike Kyoto... Goes from feisty to dead in this fucking My match. My <laughs> storyline through this time. entire match was Mike Kyoto because I have three different notes here, and it says Mike Kyoto and Triple H, Mike Kyoto and Taker, Mike Kyoto sells for days. <laughs> Anyone want to take a guess how long Mike Kyoto's ref bump was? Um, I'm going to guess four minutes and 37 seconds. JC Marks. Six and a half minutes. Ooh, that was going to go on. Tell me, I'm going to go... What did you say, Mikey? I said like 4.37, I think. Yeah, I'll split the difference. Five minutes and 42 seconds. Mike Kyoto, from one elbow drop, was bumped for 10 minutes and <laughs> 8 seconds. Wow. That's why I was the closest. Should have shot over. for the moon. Wow. 10 minutes and Holy 8 seconds. Holy shit. From an elbow drop. That's why I have Kyoto selling four days. I, as soon as the Undertaker dropped the elbow, I started the stopwatch. <laughs> and the second, the, under, the second he moved an inch, stopwatch stop. I, take just, a mile. I love how Undertaker is just... Out of nowhere, just fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Baby face. Yeah, that, was, that was American badass. <laughs> take ref. 
He's like, you know. I mean, let's also. Triple H at least had some sort of reason. Tucker's just like, I don't like you. I mean, don't forget about the video package setting up this match showed that Undertaker got this match by threatening to murder Stephanie via Kane. Yeah, such a good visual of having Kane holding her up. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, that doesn't look safe. I believe, I believe she had to have been. Harnessed or something. That's what I was thinking. Because he has also right. the spotlight of him. Yeah, and even Kane just holding her that long, he's not struggling. Yeah, he's yeah, just like. definitely safety measures. Yeah, anyways. but it's just oh, so cool. Stephanie! The visual. You're slipping! <laughs> he gives her the hawk. <laughs> the hawk. Maniac loves you. <laughs> Off the Titan. Oh, good. Um, good let's good. do spots. Yeah. Spot, 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 Everybody! Spot, spot, spot. I love that, actually. Before I do the spots, can I just say, there is one flame shirt for every ten people in the crowd. And they all a hot topic. 2001, brother. And Gadzooks. I love Gadzooks. I just made a Gadzooks reference the other day. Nobody got it. No one. No one. I was like, where'd you go to Gadzooks? And they're just like... Head tilted. So uh-huh. like Bobby, Bobby's world's catchphrase. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm gonna pack sun instead. Pack <laughs> sun. Um, my favorite spot, and it is a I returning. It's, one. it's a returning favorite spot from a previous best in show. Oh. And also a previous best in show. Uh-huh. It's the reversal oh. of the tombstone. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that I saw that. I'm like, you better not fucking make that. <laughs> I just it gets me every time. If you do that in a match, spot of the night. <laughs> Jason. I know what I'm doing next NC. Uh, <laughs> my fucking spot of the match is that goddamn uh power bomb into sledgehammer yes. to face. That was, that was mine too. Awesome. Yeah, that looks like he murdered so, because okay. not only that, but the placement of the sledgehammer beforehand yep. and the setup for that spot. And the way it just like spun when he like whack yep. and you and see the, it flip fell just oh. in such a Fucking cool man. And, and it looked like it was the finish. And taking away the fact that we obviously knew that the streak would become this legendary thing. He's only at eight at this point. I bought it as the end of the match. Was this in the, the crowd? Was this the first time they acknowledged the streak? I'm um, they announced sure. it one other time. I think they announced it. It might have been like the honestly like the King Kong Bundy match. But they still never. They still never. Said it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't what it was. It wasn't the streak. It was like he has a record. He, of he lost at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And they even said after this one, he's nine and zero. Like yeah. I was like, but like. I bought this is the end. When mm-hmm. when Triple H hit him with the I'm like, this is over with it. I totally bought that because this was also still cerebral assassin Triple H yep. who was fucking smarter than anyone used smarter fucking than the average bear. <laughs> used Rikishi to try to kill Austin. Like did this it is for the rock. You know, I bought it did as the finish the and the crowd bought it as the finish. With the kick out was amazing. I like how reading in the uh, Wikipedia printout here I have here, but Kyoto was still unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jake, what was your spot? Um, yeah, I'm agreeing with the uh, the sledgehammer spot. Between it being right at his feet when he picks him up, picking it up for it, and then the the way it flung out of his hands afterwards, I thought that was all really well done. Gallon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, same. Same Samesies. Samesies. Uh. Um, I also, I mean, this was the beginning. I feel like this was the beginning of the Triple H long match at Mania, like syndrome, where like he just needed. Well, that started at the entrance too, with the, the motor en- head. Yep. And- Absolutely. I get the cool entrance, guys. Yeah, sorry. You know this the- fucking throne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want my wife to be Skeletor tonight. Is there any way you can blow dry ice at me? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Motherfucker got burned by that, didn't that f- he? What a badass. He fucking wrestled with, like second degree burns on his belly. If I had that, I'd be like, like, almost fucking. died in elimination chamber. Oh, with the pyro. Yeah. In his face. Yeah. No, that was that was against that was, Shawn Michaels or something. Kane's pyro, yeah. yeah, Kane's pyro blasted And all he face. did was turn his face. What a fucking badass. American, American badass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this was the rolling era. Oh. Rolling. Chocolate starfish taker? Yeah. Fucking um, yeah. the elimination chamber one is when he the pyro guy started it was like the fireball shooting at him and everywhere he stepped it was directly where the next one was shooting. If he didn't have his jacket on, he would have been fucking singed. Yeah, his he jacket so was many accident accidents with pyro. Where can I get uh, the gauntlets that Bam Bam Bigelow had that shoot? The shoot, oh, yeah, those are great. Those must be on eBay, right? Okay. right? That's somebody else's gimmick. <laughs> yeah, look the- I'm going to start throwing a uh, little Nerf football atomic bombs into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Don't treat me like a lumber. <laughs> Don't treat me like a Jake. <laughs> Anybody hits the deck? <laughs> I'd have to start coming up to once been twice shy. <laughs> it, was uh, a, it was a great white song. Uh, uh, I so bad at that before someone went there. I thought We're I, right down the road. Oh. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway, we, um, uh, what are we doing? Main now? event, brother. Main do event. Do, do we do the time on Taker? Oh, um, okay. So Kyoto was out for ten. <laughs> um, so let's say this match was twenty-one minutes. No, uh, you'd be wrong because Mike Kyoto was out for more than fifty percent of this match. Because it was 18 minutes and 18 oh, minutes. All right. More than 50 percent of the match. The referee was unconscious. Well, you know what? I want it my way. My way, I feel you know, fuck Lonely Road of Faith, fuck my sacrifice. Yes. This is the best video package ever. Yes, hot take. So, that's not right. a hot take. So, no, so here's, here's my Lonely Road of Faith it. is better. Here's no my way. take on it I treat this the same way I treat the Brady Montana argument, where. Who? Yeah, there's a wrong demographic I know here, but are you saying that it's opinion? No, here's the, yes, where mm. I have my opinion. Fuck your opinion. No, here's where <laughs> I am, let him finish what he was going to say. It is. He's trying to agree with you. It though. is where I say I have my opinion, but I will not tell you you're wrong of yours. Oh, so well, now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel that I like the my sacrifice video better. But if you tell me that my way or the highway is the best of all time, I will not argue with you. What if I told you Lonely Road of Faith was the best? I will put that right up there. I will <laughs> I will intertwine those three. Where if you tell me those are one of your tops, if you say anyone else, then I'll fucking... No, I, I, I thought you were a big fan of Shawn Michaels' Undertaker. Uh, I am, too. Yeah, running up I am, but this one... My way... This one, because of the... the Here's the popularity of the song. Here's what distracted here's what distracted for me. Here's what detracted oh, okay. for me. The Deborah McMichael fucking subplot. <laughs> but that's just the build of the entire story. Like the, the, I think the build of the match was shit, but I feel it was saved you know by shit? this video. Her fucking cookies. <laughs> Listen, no one wants to punch Deborah in the face more than Steve Austin. Than Steve Austin. Austin. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know what you were gonna say, sugar. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> um, but my my way was just uh, it was money. It was it was it was everything. It was you, the end of the attitude era. Now keep in mind, no series I, finale. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I frame this also 
in the time of my life I'm living at the point. This was I am a senior in high school. My life. I where we do a flashback and yeah. Butterfly by Crazy Town's just playing. So like I'm a senior in high school. I'm having a fucking the time of my life. Not care in the world. Thinking fucking the shit I had to worry about then were real problems, and it's like great. And it's just like this is like the greatest moment, like the greatest time of my life to this point. So I'm like. And now all this, I'm a huge wrestling fan, so I'm watching all this shit, and this is all playing, and the fucking Limp Biscuits going on. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I have a red fucking fitted hat, too. <laughs> Talking to the microphone, yeah, like, Lumberjake. You're wearing, a bra- <laughs> you're wearing a bracelet that says WWFDD. So what would Fred Durst do? <laughs> all the emotion is just there for me. And it's that, just, yeah. And, and this, like, watching it again Series now just brought me so much finale. further back. The nostalgia. Let's talk about this match because we're two hours and 20 minutes in here. That's all. Um, so we have uh, Steve Austin versus The Rock in the WWF title match. Which Is this their first WrestleMania match? Nope. Is this their second one? This is their second. They did WrestleMania 15, and then this was their second of their trilogy. It was the last one 19? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, fuck this match. This match, again, when I talk about that series finale, it's the encapsulation of everything Austin did in his career. There were things he did in this match, callbacks to his previous characters. Yep. The million dollar dream. million dollar dream, the sharpshooter spot with the blood. At one point I wrote down, the, it, this is like the ghost of Steve Austin pass, yes. where they did the, um, the Bret Hart finish. They did the Bret Hart run up the like, million dollar dream. They did Hart the sharpshooter. Yeah, and done. it was all based around the story of Steve Austin doing a better sharpshooter than The Rock. <laughs> right. Austin did a fucking didn't he do a stun gun in there? Mm-hmm. He did the million dollar dream. He oh, was, he was pulling it all it's out. It's Austin pulling everything out to win the fucking Because title. his obsessiveness with having to beat The Rock, which also leads to that ominous announcement from Howard Finkel saying this match is a no disqualification match. Since when? Exactly. And like yeah, everyone was confused by that. And that Which was, was that was that was perfect for the story that they were building. It's like why did this happen? Right. And then we find out. I um, just Austin was so desperate in this match and I love the fact that it immediately turned into like a brawl because but there's the fans no way are still with Austin. Oh yeah, me being in Houston. Oh, that's like, true. Um there was no way they were going to boo Austin for anything but I just love the psychology of it where like Rock had his number in the ring so Austin kept on taking him out of the ring to like Break him down. Um, I fucking love it. And like doing shit with take, taking the turnbuckle off and all that other right shit. Right away. Like, right off the top. Take the fucking buckle off. Just and start. use every advantage you have. William Regal's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite match of their trilogy. Yeah. Um, because it's the peak. It's peak giggles. It's peak Austin. It's peak rock. Like this you, is have, the <laughs> you have these two guys who are on top, two of the biggest stars in the world at this point, at the same time. Which well, is something you don't get. The other thing is that Austin came back from a very bad neck surgery. One that, like, Broke you know, freaking neck. He had something to prove to come back and say, "I can compete at this level. I can compete against The Rock, who's arguably the top guy, the top wrestler right now." And like, I got to be just as good as him. So I think there was really like Austin's story was trying to be better than The Rock, but also in real life, he had like to prove that he was better. He was the guy. You talk about the Deborah storyline. I like the simple uh, storytelling of having the interview, sit down and interview with both of them where they're in the same room together. And they clearly just don't like each other. And they don't have to come to blows. But it's so professional, but so catty at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's very MMA where it's like the guys have to have a press conference together. Nose to nose, but that's it. Yeah. I love this match. I thought this was a really good match. Um, I loved the uh, little cameos. Um, right when um, 
Austin and uh, Hebner are yelling at each other. Rock's mom is in the front row. Yes, I noticed that too. And she's like watching very intently. I'm like, don't want to fuck with her. She will fuck she your is. shit up. <laughs> oh, there, here we go. I got you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, also, poor Mark Yeaton gets knocked out. Second time. I, I feel like Whoa. it's another callback to Austin and Brett at WrestleMania. Okay. Like, it's like, sorry, Mark. Ross. <laughs> sorry, Henry. Very little Nikki. <laughs> Um, that's the second time he got it. He got hit earlier on in fucking the Triple H match. It's just a thing with I Mark. love the little spot where Hebner tripped over the stairs <laughs> while Rock was like, him down, and then they just called a spot to each other so for like fucking a funny. minute and a half. Yeah. We're just ch- what, what do you want to do next? Oh, that's what go. Okay. All right. Thank you. Turns around and goes get them. Um, one thing I hated about the sharpshooter spot, besides the fact that Rock the can't Rock fucking- Rock doesn't know how to put it on. Yeah, but also- The Rock is to sharpshooter what the Miz is to figure four. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I hated that they made the rope break. It's a fucking no DQ match. Yeah. My girlfriend actually brought that up. Too. Like, this is a DQ. Why did they have to break the rope? If it's no DQ, why do they have a fucking ref bump? But to be fair, to be fair, it's the only... It, it builds emotion. I get it. And the people expect there to be a break if you touch the ropes. Well, here's the thing. Unless it's specifically but said... So here's the thing. Well, you I can noticed say that they didn't force the rope break. Austin, Austin just, just you're right. Good point. Go. Here's what good I'll point. do. Here's what I'll concede. He can get to the ropes, and that will force a break. He cannot win the match while he's in the ropes, but he will not be DQ'd mm-hmm. by it. Good point. That's what I always. And because he held on to it, he was like, "Hey, what are you gonna do about it?" It's like it's like. Uh, can you can you put your foot on the ropes in a no DQ match to, it, to break it? Right. If he taps out, it's not gonna count. But if he can. If he can do more damage to him in the five seconds he holds it on, yeah. so be it. Do you think so? When when Vince comes out and you have, you know he you're like, oh, what the hell is Vince McMahon doing out here? What's he doing? And he he pretty much pulls. He stops the. Ro- I couldn't uh, the believe rock. Bobby Heenan on commentary. Whose side is he on? <laughs> <laughs> well, we orig- we immediately find out because there's no drama to it. It right. just happens. But, happens. but he Which... immediately stops the Rock from getting the exactly. pin. Exactly. Right. So you're like, you okay, know. well, he. But but they the, the way the announcers still played it was like they were still not a hundred percent sure if he I was think, with Austin. But I th- th- because because it's like, uh, you it's couldn't like believe it. It's like it Macho like, Man vs Ultimate Warrior, where Ric Flair was on both guys' sides, but he was on neither guy's sides. It's like he pulled the rock out but where's his end game like because he's not on austin's side obviously that obviously isn't what's gonna happen right. yeah like they can't team up there it's austin and mcmahon like what the fuck is going on but it's then like, he we did see M. Dude, Shyamalan. the crowd was so deeply in the corner of stone cold until he fucking went with vince the crowd fucking immediately switch it was great i've never but the crowd immediately went back to austin when he got the when pin. he won <laughs> like they like this thing at the that end was his moment there yeah. was a moment to win the belt in texas i also love the fucking yo know, he he tries everything to win <laughs> damn that mic feedback Mike feedback, you knew Kim. <laughs> Tries everything. Hold on, I'm sorry, I'm playing my wine glass. <laughs> and in, instead of winning with a stunner, which he couldn't do, he just, he just beat shit beating the shit fuck out of him with chairs. Like, fuck. It was, it, it, again, I need to win. I need to do whatever I need to win. But also in the same, re- like, to set up the Vince spot, did you really need to bump the ref? It's a no DQ match. That's what I just said. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, did you guys notice any, like, weird sound editing during the match? 
Because um, I couldn't tell if I did or not, but it looked like at some points, like they were editing out either like chants or I something, because it was just very repetitive crowd noise over and over again. I mean, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just watched it this morning, but uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't notice anything that was too. Uh, it That's reminded me of exactly. I might go back and just check it out again to see. What it seemed like the same type of reaction that happened watching it live back then. Um, yeah, I would. I, I felt the same way, but. Um, so Stone Cold fucking murdered him with a chair. Just yes, repeatedly beat the bejesus out of him. What a great finish! Like it's just. Oh, smart. I love the Rock's fight at the end. Like, also, yeah, Rock was going awesome. away after this to film the Scorpion King, I believe. So Stone Cold, um, he felt like the fans weren't in his corner as strong as they used to be, leading up to this event. He felt like the fans were turning, so he thought his heel turn would freshen up his character. However. During this match, Stone Cold said um, he felt a difference. He felt the crowd was fully behind him. The crowd was fucking into it. The they crowd sure was, were. And um, Stone Cold almost called an audible. Where I remember after that, the yeah. match, he almost called a Stone Cold stunner on Vince. I'm happy he didn't. Um, yeah. I'm happy he didn't either because it was yeah. the series finale of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Just JC. Uh, for a little bit of follow-up, the following night on Raw, Austin and The Rock faced each other in a rematch held in a steel cage. Yes. Which Triple H entered the cage. Two-man power fight trip. with Austin before turning on The Rock. Blah, 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 blah. Two-man power trip. Rock was written out of the storylines. Right Vince McMahon giving him a suspension, allowing The Rock to begin filming on the Scorpion King. Right. And then the two-man power trip led to Triple H tearing his fucking quad. The first time or man, the second? Oh which time? First time. <laughs> the best time. <laughs> Better man, man. you dad. Um, JC, how long did that match Vince feel still has the um, quad of It felt like it wasn't there. long enough. Uh, it was probably 23 minutes. 28.08. All right. Still wasn't long enough for you. No, I loved it the match. It was the fight day. forever, right, brother? But, I mean, it wasn't. It was the end of wrestling. After that, Fight Vince McMahon forever. shaking hands with with Steve Austin. Like, way to end it. Fade to black. Uh, you know, it, it's... <laughs> Roll the credits. Yeah. I just... This is the swan song for wrestling, man, for the Attitude Era. The and swan that was the song. last wrestling <laughs> was ever heard from. Wrestling? Haven't heard that name in 40 years. <laughs> uh, Gordon Street. So Once I, knew a girl who lived on Gordon Street. you guys want to read your fortunes? Oh, yeah, our fortunes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, that we had. We were right. explicitly told not to read our fortunes. I mean, That's I true. I didn't read mine. mine oh, okay. oh, Mikey's happy with his. Let's not let him read his. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right, so I'll start. I'll take Mikey's. Um, an acquaintance of the past will affect you in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. How did it know? <laughs> My- <laughs> Mine says a couple of extra bucks could be floating in your direction. Mike, you're going to need a couple extra bucks. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Mine says, accept compliments and give praise. You look pretty today. Oh, thank you, JC. <laughs> I praise you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Mine's actually the new tagline for three-way theater. <laughs> okay. Open up your mind. Let your fantasies unwind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to say give up. <laughs> All right. Ouch. Okay, so um, let's get to the voting. All right. Let me read the ballots. Let's see. For best match, TLC. In worst match, Ivory versus China. Okay. Okay. So first, crinkle. Good sound effects. This um, best match TLC two, 
Worst match, Ivory v. China. Ooh. Don't you guys just get married already? <laughs> Best match, uh, TLC 2. <laughs> Worst match, RTC versus Taz in the APA. Ooh. And the final vote. Do we eventually reveal our votes on this? Yeah, or do we sure. just all just no, know no, we by can. this point? <laughs> Best match, Triple H versus The Undertaker. Wow. Worst match, Taz and APA versus the right. <laughs> wow. All right. So we split the vote on the worst match, but it is uh, TLC two. Is uh, with three votes to four, three votes to wow. one. <laughs> Math. So I got TLC two. Who voted for Triple H? It was me. It was me. All right, Kevin. I, I, right. I went. I just there was something about watching that match. It was I appreciate just the storytelling. It was the just the way things just worked. There's just something about that. Match. There was, and there's always going to be something special about an Undertaker match at WrestleMania. Can I be honest with you guys? I really almost chose Vince versus Shane for best match. Yes, I, again, I, we talked about this I, uh, a little bit earlier at um, the, the the Grand Baby of the Mall anniversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. Where yep. I said there, there was <laughs> no <laughs> baby. <laughs> there was no clear runaway for me. Like oh, there was no God. one match that I saw that stood out I, that much above like, the rest. It, the only reason why I didn't choose Shane versus Vince because it was just kind of like a clusterfuck garbage match. But like Shane versus Vince almost got my okay. Um, I also so. but see that's the thing. Like, I also when I rated the matches, I rated it based on what they were trying to do. Yeah. You know, okay. Like I didn't bait them. I, you you can't compare you know Jericho and Regal to Benoit. No, and of Angle. course not. You know, like I just wanted to say, what were they trying to get across? What were they trying to accomplish? And how well did they do it? So, so I'm surprised you guys picked. Uh, I'm assuming Mikey didn't pick the six man as the worst, did you? Yeah. Oh, you did. I sure did. Yeah, oh, me too. Fuck you. I thought it was just a uh, very. Yeah. Of course, Mike was already blowing China earlier. <laughs> That's right. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> I want to suck her dick, Mikey was saying earlier. He was saying that. <laughs> totally would. Well, well, um, that's interesting. I just I thought it was a sloppy mess. Like like I said, just the the tossing around of Taz yeah. and everything was just out of place and awkward. And I I I viewed that match as just six dudes trying to earn a paycheck. I think that match out of all of them did not belong on the show. Yeah, it was just out of place too because everything else had like a clear cut story where this was just kind of like yeah, it's just guys that need work. Now, uh, old Davy Meltzer. No. Here, I'll tell you what he had to say about this. Do it quick. Uh, Dave Meltzer's best match of the night was TLC 2 with yes! uh, four and three quarter stars. And his worst match of the night is China versus Ivory yes! with negative one star. Wow. Yeah. So Dave Meltzer, as always, is the break of the tie breaking vote. So the worst match of the night tonight is China, China versus right. Ivory. China. Yeah. You got it, Meltzer. Ebony. Ivory. Chivery. Ebony and Chivery. <laughs> You guys remember when uh, Virgil and uh, the masshole Mike McCarthy did Ebony and Ivory at the Pro Wrestling that. Hall of Fame? Close with Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do that instead of the Rock. Uh, pie. Pie. Oh, no, 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 let's do Pow. Yeah. Yeah. Do Pie. Hate Featuring pie. Slick Rick. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> All right. It's well, tough to be the Rock. Oh, yeah. I, no, 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 shut your mouth. All right. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for putting up with us, being a little drunk, being a little giggly. Uh, I'm sober now. <laughs> oh, good. That's great. <laughs> Turn the corner. Kellen has kept a nice buzz going. Uh, yeah, no. So his pants are close. still off. And my yeah. pants are still off. Um, Three-Way Theater. You can find us on threewaytheater.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Three-Way Theater. Stitch Bean. You can listen to us on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Podbean. Podbean. Tune in app. 
Hoobazoo. Good old tune in. You cannot listen to us on Hoobazoo. Do not, do not promote that, Jake. Um, <laughs> I thought you said you weren't drunk anymore. Quick space. No, I'm just being a rascal. <laughs> you scamp. <laughs> He yeah. is a scam. That lovable. Uh, yeah. Let's wrap. What's this happening up. next? We're just gonna tussle. Well, Jake who's there. coming up next on Best in Show, Jake? Uh, the next. Oh, our next guest for Best in Show will be the boys from Jeff Learns Wrestling. Oh, oh we will right. be covering the very first Clash of the Champions. Oh. How many matches are on this fucking card? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like six. It's TBS. So right. It's fine. It's, right. it's fine. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, calm down there, <laughs> precious poopy Pava. You'll Aww. be fine. And we'll be covering it with the uh, the boys from Jeff Learns Wrestling. Awesome. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, I've been in contact with him. All right, I thought you just like made it up and you were just telling that to us and like we were getting really excited. This, I'm actually when also Jeff. Happen, I want to take credit. Hey, if you want to never seen wrestling before. That's not what he sounds That's like at all. No, they're not going to come on the show. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> ruined it. Don't worry, they've yet to listen to the show. You're so just Sean Stasiak. All right, I'm Mike Bama. I'm Umber Jake. And I'm JC. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, this has been Five Star Classic. Hey, something. This is a website. McMahonFigures.com. Best in Triple H is gay. And so is Chris. <laughs> Take that, Chris. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> and now here's the rock with pie. Ah, ah, ah. You know the rock's gonna tell you a little story. You ain't gonna believe it, but he's gonna tell you anyway. It's tough to be the rock. No, oh, no, no. Shut your mouth. No, no. It really is. Even though the rock is. The Rock is the most electrifying man in all of showbiz. You see, when The Rock gets too much, too much of the fame and, and all the bright lights, he likes to kick back and have a slice of that unadulterated delight. Welcome to Rick's Bakery. Can I help? Wait a minute. Aren't you the famous Rock? Yeah, the Rock, the people's champ in the house. What's oh happening, God, Slick? Hey, how you doing, guy? Listen, you got to take a picture before you leave, guy. Oh, 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 the Rock don't want to take pictures. The Rock just wants a piece of pie. You got any of that in this oh, bakery? I got every kind of pie you can think of. I got strawberry pie, blueberry pie, apple Blueberry? Pie, what? Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, Slick, it doesn't matter what type of pie you have. Let the Rock tell you a little story about pie. Driving down south, though quickly aroused When my car caught a flower near this old farmhouse I hope somebody's home, taking a chance at it. Knocked on the door and this fine chick answered You're the rock! Can I use your phone? I'm shaking! Sure, if you try some of this pie, I'm naked Daisy Duke shorts on five foot stood Said sure, what the heck, I mean it did smell good So when she called rock in the kitchen towards the vapor There's a grandmother, aunt, and a Chinese neighbor? Oh, the Rock is going to tell you again. See, it's it's tough to be the Rock. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Rock knows that might sound crass. Oh, yes. oh, and by the way, all you jabronis in the locker room, you can all come kiss the Rock's ass. Because you know, after the Rock lays a smackdown on some big, fat, ugly hermaphrodite, the Rock needs a little distraction. And a slice sounds just right. 
The Rock said, thanks ladies, and more kind words, grandmother said, be polite, eat mine first, so I sat down, tried her, she looked quite glad, had a strange taste of mold, but it wasn't so bad, that's right, The Rock, having pie in the country, devoured hers her aunts, and Stella was hungry, that's all Rock said, bored and reading the papers, till finally, a plate of the next door neighbors, called it down fast, cause it really did please, I mean it tasted so good, Rock was talking Chinese, That's the pie you was talking about. Oh yeah, The Rock knows the millions can smell it now. It's tough to be The Rock. No, 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 it really is. Because you all know The Rock is the most electrifying man in all the showbiz. You see, when The Rock gets too much, too much of the fame and all the bright lights, he loves to kick back and have a slice. No, 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 no. 